Welcome everybody to episode 15, the season one finale of Bombcast. I'm your host DK Dynamite with our wonderful co-host and the lad himself making a return this week. Pajardi, how you doing my friend? Yo, what's going on? It's uh, it's great to be back and it's even better to be discussing all the beautiful topics we have lined up today. So We do have quite a bit to talk about and as a reminder chat, if you weren't here last week, uh, Fajardi was MIA for the night. He was a bit busy so we had Sam, the legend of Scorpiolo, fill in for him. So thank you again to Sam for making sure an episode happened last week. I wouldn't want to do an episode by myself. We gotta have a co-host of some sort, right? But we're gonna have Fajardi lead the first part of the discussion. Before we get into that though, I just want to kind of give you guys a bit of an idea as to what's going on this week and with the summer ahead. So first off, thank you for the wonderful support on my new intro that you guys may have seen in some of my brand new videos. I will play it on screen in case you guys haven't seen it if you're watching this on YouTube. I do have a stream revamp also that will be visible this Sunday in my next gameplay stream. I'm really excited to show you guys uh, what Fajari's been cooking up. The legend himself has... Make cooking up a bit of a revamp that I think is almost long overdue at this point. But I'm like, you know what? This summer's all about uh, some fresh starts, revamps, getting the networking going, uh, getting some new uh, business opportunities done for the channel. So I'm like, you know what? Why not revamp everything? And also, I do have a very special sponsorship or partnership, I should say, that you'll be hearing more about from me probably in the next week and a half. And it is with Gamer Advantage. I actually need a new. I need. I need a new pair of glasses. Can't speak. And uh, luckily. Gamer Advantage ended up working out, so I will be showcasing them, talking a little bit about their brand and what they offer in some future content. And I'm missing one more thing when it comes to the week ahead. Oh, so when it comes to content, I know for a fact I have a video tomorrow, gameplay stream Sunday, playing Blackout free-to-play, since Black Ops 4 is a very hot topic of discussion, which we'll get to in a minute. And then next week, we have plenty of coverage season 4 Reloaded, Modern Toten. We'll get to that in a bit as well, but the first thing... I wanted to go into, which Fajardi can lead the way with, is a tweet that I want to say almost made Black Ops 4 trend on Twitter. And this is crazy. And people out there in chat wondering about Modern Toten, we're going to get to that in a bit, trust me. It's very spicy information. But first off, when it comes to Black Ops 4 trending, I mean, it's great to see that. I love Black Ops 4, but Fajardi, you were responsible, I would say, for the most part, for... Having, I think, the number one tweet for the day about Black Ops 4. I'm going to pull it up right now. So go ahead and lead the way, my friend, with that discussion. So, I mean, obviously, I don't think it was solely because of me. Um, <laughs> obviously, obviously, um, Black Ops 4 went free to play on PlayStation Plus on the 6th, I believe, July 6th, yeah. a few days ago. And so, you know, everyone was talking about that. So um, I decided to make a, a nice little tribute piece to the wonderful mode Blackout. Uh, with seven different characters, my biggest project I've ever worked on. And I actually did it in one sitting, entire sitting, eight hours in one sitting. Crazy, crazy. Um, but yeah, you are correct. It was uh, trending number one on Twitter. And Black Ops 4 was uh, number one trending on Twitter. And since I was the since I was the top of Black Ops 4, you could say that I was the top of Twitter, tw uh, Twitter trending. Um, <laughs> because of that tweet, which is uh, insane to me. But Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, but you have the you have the piece on the screen. You can see. I, I do. It's it. By the way, before you continue, I'm just like blown away by this piece because you don't you don't really do you don't really do thumbs with that many characters, right? And, and this is just like a custom piece. It isn't even a thumbnail. I, I may use it on Sunday, of course, to, you know, showcase a little bit more. But th this definitely isn't uh, a traditional piece of art that you would come out with, with with what seven characters in it. I mean, holy crap! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, continue though with this. I mean, look at the characters you chose in this, for example. How crazy is this? 
Yeah, so obviously the characters I chose, you got to have Woods in the center, basically uh, the, the the icon of Black Ops as a whole. Yeah. And then I, I, just, I, just wanted to, I just wanted to put characters in it that really um, that really show the uniqueness of the mode. And I think I captured that with characters like the Pentagon Thief and Shadows from Avenged Sevenfold, right. uh, Ted the Bus Driver, Primus Rooktop and the Replacer and Blackjack. Just a really, um, really nice kind of... Variety, amalgam, yeah, variety of, yeah. of characters I chose. So. I think it perfectly emphasizes just the the passion that went into Blackout. And people in chat, if you aren't a fan of Blackout, I respect that. If you like Warzone better, whatever floats your boat, right? We'll be playing Blackout this Sunday on stream on PlayStation. I wish there was crossplay, but I'm looking forward to some potato lobbies and to some you know less sweaty lobbies now that it's free to play. And again, as a reminder, until now or from now until I think it's August the second. You're able to download Black Ops 4 absolutely free on PlayStation if you have PS Plus. If you download it once, you keep it forever. It's that simple. But with that being said, I mean, I think this perfectly emphasizes the patch that went into Blackout, the variety of different characters from all the Black Ops games, even World at War, that were added. And I wanted to gas you up a little bit here on the podcast because this piece of art deserves attention. And I'm really happy that people out there noticed this. And like you said, right, Black Ops 4 was trending already, but when you clicked on Black Ops 4, the tab on Twitter, this is the first thing that came up. And I'm like, how poetic. I mean, a love letter to Blackout here. It's absolutely incredible. Um, lots of great reception to it. I think some trailer dev saw it. Somebody that works at Activision saw it. I think his name's Clint Evans. Is that his name, I believe? Somebody that works um, at... Uh, is that his name? Wait. Yeah, Clint, Clint Evans, or Maven, he doesn't work Clint, at Treyarch, but he's uh, he, he right. was a COD, he, I'm pretty sure he was a CODcaster at one point. Oh, so. yes, you're right, you're right, you're right, yeah, he was a caster at one point, yeah, so, yeah, a lot, a lot of yep. great people saw it, uh, voice actors, I mean, I'm really happy with this, this piece of art is just beautiful beyond this world, so once again, round of applause, Pajardi, you had to gas him up real quick on the podcast, um, and yeah, I'm really happy that, and uh, besides this piece of art here, you've expanded, not just between thumbnails and whatnot, more clients, but then also these passion projects, which you just share for fun on Twitter, just to show mm -hmm. people what you're about and to show people that you're invested in the game, you care about it, you play the game, you know what you're talking about. So I think that's, you know, it's a great way to, to build your brand up. I mean, more power to you. <laughs> I think, um, obviously, I wasn't I, I wasn't expecting the tweet to do, like, as good as it did, but it's it's almost 2,000 likes. It's right there. It's, it's like 80 likes off. So if you yeah. guys could... I know there's like uh, like 350 people in here right now. If yeah. you guys can um, go head over there. Uh, yeah, your link should be in like. the description right now. Yeah, chat. Like I always say in videos, man, show Vajari some love over on Twitter. It's DeviantArt. I mean, show him love anywhere you possibly can. I mean, he is a passionate MFer when it comes to graphics and everything to do with Call of Duty right now. It's amazing to go. see. I, 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 just, I just linked it. Uh, linked for those. Yeah. Show him some love, so. chat. Show him some love. But yeah, I also put my new intro on screen so you can see. I mean, it, it was a pretty solid week as I expected it to be when it comes to marketing, when it comes to, you know, setting up new beginnings for the channel. Excuse me. I mean, it, it's been it's been a great week and I'm looking forward to the week ahead with Season 4 Reloaded. I hope you guys are excited about the big DLC because the preload for the update should go live as soon as this Monday on PlayStation 1st. Other platforms to follow later. What does that tell you guys, right? So <laughs> whenever a preload goes out, you have Curious Georges. We're going to go ahead and data mine unreleased content, uh, unannounced information, and they'll go ahead and post it all over Twitter and Reddit. So be aware of that. Moderato and included. I mean, we haven't seen a Zombies map or a round-based one since February, so I almost forgot what it's like for a preload to go live before a new Zombies map. It gets risky. I mean, what I think they'll do, though, they might wait until the very last second to drop Season 4 Reloaded's preload on PC, 
just for the fact that there's a Zombies map a part of this, so they don't want to have too much leak about this map. But hey, because Call of Duty community, what are you going to do, right? A lot of things do leak. And uh, if leaks aren't your thing, hey, you know what? I, I got to respect that. But I think that's just the way the community works at this point. I mean, we're just... We're seeing more and more leaks every year. I thought Modern Warfare was bad, but on like a Cold War, things are uh, rapidly getting released uh, ahead of schedule when it comes to data miners. I mean, it's uh, it's crazy to see. Now let's let's go into a discussion about Modern Toe, and it was a big week about uh, or a big week for the marketing of DLC three, and this is also the season one finale of Bombcast. Season two should begin next Friday, unless anything goes wrong. And what that mm -hmm. means is that in season two we will be revamping the thumbnail style of the podcast maybe some topics maybe uh some segments we'll be introducing on the podcast so i think every 13 to 15 weeks which is roughly the length of a season anyway in, in real life i think it's fair to change up the podcast a little bit and you know revolutionize it in ways that we haven't done before so once again this is the finale of season one here of this format that you guys see with the podcast and i how how much better can you end uh, the first season off by uh by talking about the upcoming round-based map, which we're all excited about. Thank you, uh, Tom, for the donation. I really appreciate that. Let me pull up uh, the message that you wrote there. He went ahead and said, Can you play Black Ops 4 on keyboard and mouse on PlayStation 4? That's a great Fajardi question. I actually don't think so. Didn't, wasn't that a feature with Modern Warfare that got introduced? I actually don't know the answer to that question. I don't. I want to say no, um, but I will verify that in a little bit when we get to Black Ops 4. We'll be talking about that quite a bit. But... Moderator and marketing. So I think they essentially went ahead and marketed the map the way that they also marketed Firebase Z, which is that they merged the intro cinematic cutscene with the gameplay reveal. Now, before we jump into the specifics of it, how do you feel about that, bro? Do you think it makes sense to do that? Save budget instead of doing a crazy lengthy intro cutscene that we're all going to skip anyway when we boot up the map, which Steam Machina didn't even play in game anyway. But does that make more sense than a save budget for a mid-game cutscene and ending? How, how would you rather see it? How does that work? Well, I mean, they, it's, it kind of goes back to the whole, like, um, how long does the hunt last argument where it doesn't really matter once the map is out and once once the Easter egg gets solved. Because when the map's out, you, you watch the intro cutscene once. Yeah. And then after that, you're, you're literally spamming your controller, spamming your keyboard to skip it. So <laughs> Every time. <laughs> I, think, I think merging it merging it in a way where it's you mark you market this big gameplay reveal trailer but then you also slide in the story aspect to it with the intro cutscene i think that's the, i think that that's the best way to go about it kind of like damage control um with not with not spending a lot of money on stuff that yeah. literally doesn't matter that being um intro cutscenes yeah for people skip anyway so that's how i feel about that yeah i would say for example our revelation is one of my favorite intros of all time blood of the dead but I can't picture myself watching it in game at all anymore. Like if I want to watch it, I'll pull it up on YouTube when I'm in game. I obviously want to play the map. So why would I go ahead and boot that up? Um, and with modern Toten's gameplay reveal, I want to say in case you guys want a full in-depth breakdown, I reacted to it live yesterday on stream. Like yesterday, for example, I thought it was so wholesome, right? I had announced the day before that I had an appointment yesterday morning, Thursday morning. I had an appointment, probably wouldn't be streaming the trailer reaction or whatnot, even though I wanted to. Luckily, the appointment ended early, so I managed to get home on time, uh, in a decent amount of time, and managed to put up a stream real quick to react to the trailer with you guys, because that's the best thing to do, is react to the trailer live on stream. 
Um, people out there were like, oh, what about your appointment? What happened? I'm like, it, it really warmed my heart that people actually remembered <laughs> that I had an appointment that morning. I'm like, thank you guys out there for that support there. But yeah, we reacted live on stream. It's still public on my channel if you want to check that out. I did a full in-depth breakdown of the trailer as well. I posted a video about it last night in case you guys missed it. I usually only post about one Zombies video a week, but we were blessed with so much Zombies info the past two weeks that I've been able to post more Zombies content uh, than I have in a while, which is great. Hopefully you're enjoying that. Uh, the reason I always emphasize that I'm not a Zombies channel, just so that people know what they're getting their stuff into when they subscribe they're not expecting certain content it's not going to be posted that's why i emphasize that but hey for the next like week i would say there's gonna be plenty of zombies to talk about so expect that so yeah in, in the full trailer breakdown i would say we got a glimpse of quite a few things that kind of blew my mind i mean first off the most noticeable thing was the mule kick machine i mean dude what do you think about mule kick shooting <laughs> the zombies i mean we've never seen a machine that can literally kill the zombies i mean unless i'm missing something here how crazy is that I wonder if it'll be like heavily exploitable to like oh to, yeah yeah kill things or I wonder even even it could be using speed runs. I mean you never know. It could yeah. be uh, save some ammo. Some <laughs> yeah, true. But I yeah. don't know, that's just that's just something funny to think about. But yeah, I think I think it's a cool little addition. It's nice adding because before perk machines were always just just the static thing that it was just kind of there and it looked cool. But now I kind of want to see a lot more of this stuff where it, it interacts with the world around it. Yeah. And I feel like um, that's what they're trying to do because there's not really much more you can do with perk machines except make them look cool. And I think this is a, a really right. good step in the right direction, making it interact with, yeah. the, with zombies around it. I think it's pretty cool. So perfectly build off that in terms of how much more you can do, right? Look at the wonder weapons. I mean, when have we ever seen a wonder weapon that you can convert into different weapon classes. Because what it seems like because of the blueprint and because of this gameplay is that he have seems like a semi-automatic pistol that also has this energy orb that floats out of it, similar to the chicken in Dead Ops Arcade that also kills alongside you while you're shooting. You can then upgrade this to a fully automatic pistol, and then it looks like, I think, a shotgun variant and even a uh, tactical rifle variant. We've never seen a Wonder Weapon that can do that before, at least to my understanding, where you change the weapon class of the Wonder Weapon itself to something completely different, the way it shoots, the way it feels... It looks incredible. I'm very excited for this Wonder Weapon. The Ray K is cool. It's a Ray Rifle. You can't complain. Can't go wrong with that. But this looks out of this world. I mean, <laughs> I wonder how powerful this is going to be. What do you think about the Wonder Weapon? Um, like you said with the chicken thing, I couldn't... Every time I, I saw that stuff when I rewatched the trailer, I just couldn't stop thinking about Borderlands. Borderlands 3 in specific. Yeah. Because um, there's a lot of weapons in that game where, you know, you have your little drone. Like, you have your gun, and then you can spawn a little drone off the gun, and the and the drone will go kill things. So I, I just got a lot of Borderlands vibes from that, which uh, oh yeah, which I'm a huge Borderlands fan. So oh yeah, I, I definitely like that. I was and, also I was thinking like futuristic exo zombies type vibes too, just different technology. And if 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 someone's like, oh wait, how does that work in the '80s? I'm like, well, in the dark ether, of course. There's different energy and opportunities that once come into the '80s create technology like this. So that's that's kind of what's going on here. Omega and Requiem experimenting with. Uh, Ethereum and whatnot and coming up with new technology. And I almost want to say that it's kind of what the Mega Barrel was rumored to be anyway. Because uh, it seems like from the gameplay, you are shooting enemy projectiles in a way. It could be the energy of a Megaton, a Tempest, uh, a Mangler, a Mimic. It seems like that's kind of what they're going for here. Maybe that's what the Mega Barrel was. And they were testing the projectiles with that months ago. And now this is what that, that's led to. How do you guys feel about traps returning though? I think that's pretty cool, right? We have the Mob of the Dead style tower trap returning in Maruto. And I mean, that's pretty cool. Uh, we saw that in the gameplay. But, uh, um, yeah, thoughts about that? I was going to say, um, I, don't know, I don't necessarily think it'll be like a, a trap you go and buy, but, you know, I think 
it could just be like a nice little like passive gameplay feature. Fair, yeah. I, I also got I got Colun vibes from the zip lines they're introducing from rooftop to rooftop. I'm kind of getting a, a yeah. vibe of the verticality from like Diarize, Garrod, and Shadows combined, which is really interesting. And you have the underground section too, which again, who knows what's down there. <laughs> but I, I saw a few comments in chat already asking about the hacks that are written in the topics box. And again, we're going to get to that in, in a bit. Trust me. We got a hilarious topics to talk about today. So bear with us here. We have quite a bit to get through. Uh, but yeah, aside from uh, a small breakdown we just did, I mean, this map is looking to be obviously the strongest in Cold War so far, probably the largest as well. Uh, will this be the Dryzen drag, so to speak, of the game? I'm going to go out of a limb and say it is going to be. But it's like I said before, I don't think that. I, I don't think even the quality of the map would convince people to like this game if they already had this taste for it. Like, if you didn't like the mechanics and core gameplay of Cold War, no matter how good this map is, it won't win you over. So, I think no matter what, the map could be a, a 10 out of 10, and people would say, oh, well, the map's fine, but there aren't enough maps in the game. Game sucks. I'm like, well, let's look back at this game in the next two years. Let's see what Vanguard and Modern Warfare 2 pull off, and then let, let's look at how Cold War went above and beyond both of those games. I'm sure that's what it's going to look like, right? At least in terms of zombies, right? Maybe not multiplayer or, or, or Warzone, but in terms of zombies, we'll see. Uh, somebody said, where's the early gameplay? Always cap it. I'm like, bro, quick response to that. We're not going to, you know, go through chat that much, but this is a podcast. <laughs> We're going to get to that, man. Bear with us. We have topics yeah. written down. Bear with us, man. There's a lot to talk about with early gameplay. Uh, so, oh, go ahead. What are you gonna... Something I want to say uh, relating to the trailer, which I think is, yeah. uh, is completely absurd that the zombies community still is dumb. I don't know who started spreading the lie about Valentina being Rick Toppin in the trailer. Like people were saying, Oh, it's Rick Toppin. You know, how I would like her, yeah. her back is to the camera. Like, yeah, Jesus Christ. Le uh, yeah. People... <laughs> I, he, here's what I'll say about that. Right. It's okay. See, I have to explain this in a certain way. So it doesn't sound like I'm being ignorant or, uh, or disrespectful towards people that want to theorize, theorize all you want, but but I'm in a theory. It's literally just wrong. Yeah, yeah, that it's just wrong. But <laughs> what I don't understand is one: if you haven't caught up with the story at all, haven't read any of the intel, haven't watched any videos about it, then how do you feel confident theorizing on something that, of course, already makes no sense, but something that you can't even verify with any bit of information? That's one. Two, people. It, what it seems like is that people that aren't a fan of Cold War but are still latching on, specifically bigger content creators, people out there are still latching on to zombies thinking that we're going back to some quote-unquote BO3 golden era. <laughs> they don't even put the effort in to learn anything new that's going on with the story. So they'll just spread out whatever they whatever they think, whatever's on their mind. And again, you have the right to do so, but then that sheep mentality from your audience will, I would say, plague the community more. So every time Trey introduces a new character, oh, is it Rick Toffin? Is it this person? Is it that person? And I'm like, can Treyarch just introduce new characters? I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, I saw I saw something even crazier this morning, which was that Raptor 1 is Eddie. And I'm like, where is the basis for this? Just because his name wasn't revealed, Treyarch released a new teaser today where Kravchenko was interrogating Raptor 1. Thank God he's alive, by the way. We didn't get to that yet. Thank God he's alive. I mean, I, I didn't expect that at all. I thought he was dead after excision. But yeah, I saw Treyarch's tweet. I saw some replies to it saying, oh, Raptor 1 didn't reveal his name? It has to be Eddie. And... I almost feel bad for the writers at Treyarch, Craig Houston, you know, the others who want to do something new, but constantly are like, oh, is it this? Is it that? It's like, can you let them write a new story, please? I, I, I just cringe at this point when I see shit like that. I just, I can't do anything but cringe. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, I see some people in chat saying, oh, it was a joke. It was a joke. Um, well, I enjoyed the Rick Toppin Valentina thing. It, but some, people, some people didn't make a joke out of that. People yeah, actually made serious I, videos I, out of that. Yeah. 
literal clickbait. Yeah, I know there's some people that are joking about it on Twitter and stuff, but there was there yeah. was some serious stuff about it, and that's I think that's just right. Like, like, like just watch like watch the Firebase Z outro cutscene. Like, right, it, right. I mean, here's the thing: is that when Eddie, when Eddie gets introduced, it, it'll 100% be very important. Craig has waited for that reveal for a reason, so it's gonna make a lot of sense why it's being held back until what maybe DLC four in September. When that happens, when the time comes, we'll definitely know it's Eddie. I think we'll make that very clear. He's not gonna say, "Oh yeah, by the way, one of the most important characters from the last story is just a pilot, you know, an Xville pilot in Cold War." And I'm not, I mean, not to disrespect Raptor One, awesome character, but it, it's the same thing with. I think I heard a theory before about uh, Eddie being Weaver, and that was even more silly in a way because I'm like, how would Whoa. you how would you tarnish Weaver's backlog from Black Ops One and just retcon that with Richtofen? I'm like, no, nah, nah, nah. and. Again, I'm like 99% sure Nolan North isn't going to voice Eddie either. So when Eddie returns, people are still going to complain and talk shit anyway. But uh, yeah, all that aside, I think one big point, chat that I really wanted to emphasize tonight is if a content creator, this goes for any mode, by the way, if a content creator is making filler content during a Treyarch year, their time is up. That's all I'm going to tell you. It, it's it's over and we're, we're gonna follow up on that i think towards one of our later topics about flipping burgers you guys are gonna laugh about this i mean it's it's a funny it's a funny saying that my buddy eric uh would always tell me uh but if you're zombie specific for youtube for content and you're making filler content that isn't cold war related this year you're still playing bo4 three two one i i seriously wish you the greatest luck in the world for vanguard and mono warfare 2 because it typically, in terms of YouTube content, Treyarch Games offer the most content. They offer the most variety, the opportunity to make content with. So if you're not making content this year on Cold War, it's like, oh, maybe, maybe I'm going to eat my words and Vanguard has triple the amount of content. I doubt it, but we'll see. All I'm saying is, like, if you're not appreciating Cold War now and what's being offered, then good luck waiting two years before you can get another chance at covering Treyarch Cod again. You know what I mean? So that, that's kind of my uh, my take on that real quick. But, uh, I mean, that's the thing, right? I think people took it the wrong way when I brought it up before. I'm like, look, Treyarch's telling a new story. It's standing on its own two feet. People that complain about it blow my mind because the story people are asking for with cinematic cutscenes, bigger Easter eggs, harder quests, character dialogue, a crew, those people weren't enjoying Chaos. And Chaos was supposed to replace Ether after Ether ended. So I'm like, oh, now you want to go back to that format, but you, you shit on it all during Black Ops 4. It's too late. <laughs> I think Activision, after the Black Ops 4 backlash, Activision realized, they're like, you know what? We don't have to do XYZ. We don't have to do a, a crew that has dialogue. We don't have to spend money on more voice actors. We don't have to do this. We don't have to do that. And Black Ops Colder has proved that. If the player base is higher than ever with this with this formula here, with very simple, casual, round-based maps, no character dialogue amongst like your playable crew, then they're going to keep that going forever. I highly doubt they go back to that formula they had back then. So, I mean, what do you think about... The future of zombies here. Do you think Modern Totwin is kind of uh, uh, solidifying this new formula, or do you think we'll go back to a traditional round-based system in Vanguard? What do you think about that? Well, obviously they've learned that through Outbreak and through free content, with starting with Modern Warfare uh, or fully free content, not MTX, but you know what I mean, like with yeah. season, seasonal drop. Yeah, they learned that they they learned that it seems to be more profitable for Activision, uh, Infinity Ward, Treyarch, you know, to release content for free because more people are playing it and because more people are playing it because it's the content's free there's a larger audience to buy mtx so i definitely think in that sense that uh free to play isn't going anywhere they're never going to return to that the old system they did have because it's just it's just so successful in this day and age especially with fortnite being so popular and, and all these right. free to get free to play games coming out 
everything just needs to be free now. It's just Fair. it's just the new yeah. it's the new the new meta of the game industry. If you uh, if you want to say it, it's just yeah. free free to play is the is the is the the end right now. Just like battle royale was um, before. I mean, even battle royale kind of started the free to play stuff with Fortnite, even though like PUBG and stuff. I think what's but, crazy you know is what I mean? yeah, once Outbreak fully takes over and we tr- and we sort of see round base fade away in the next couple of years. It might not be even Treyarch's next game, but even past that, once we get to that point. I promise you people will look back at Cold War Zombies and be like, we need more maps like this again. Very casual, oriented, just round-based, couple of side starts. People are going to want what's being offered in this game once that formula is gone, yeah. which is interesting. It's really interesting, but that's just the COD cycle, right? That's what we always see. But getting into some juicy material now about Modern Totem. So if people out there are confused, here's what's going on, right? There is some very interesting information already on the internet, because the internet's a great place, right, <laughs> about DLC 3. I mean, Zombies fans are obviously fanatics, right? They're going to dig as deep as they can to find any early bit of information they can about upcoming Zombies maps. We know that's how the community works. So, uh, as you guys may have seen in my video last night, the five tier upgrades for Mule Kick have already surfaced. Um, I mentioned it very safely in last night's video, can't show anything on screen, but yes, information's already out there, and for those out there that aren't a fan of rumors, leaks, and whatnot, I just cover the news, and sometimes leaks are in the news, so we talk about it. As long as it's nothing too, uh, spoiler-heavy, where it ruins the story, then I think it's alright to talk about, right? Five Mule Kick tiers. Let's read those real quickly. So, I think this is an interesting discussion, because Mule Kick isn't a perk that I'm necessarily excited about, but you guys might be. So, tier one, crafted equipment grants an additional equipment if able. Tier 2, all enemies have a small chance to drop ammo. Tier 3, stowed weapons slowly refill ammo from stock. Tier 4, 25% chance to keep non-retrievable equipment when used. And Tier 5, third primary weapon is recovered when repurchasing Mule Kick. So, before I go off on my thoughts, what do you think about those tiers, man? Is that uh, I, is that as interesting as the tiers we got for, let's say, Elemental Pop or even Tombstone? I mean, I know you aren't a fan of Tombstone, but... How do you think this perk matches up compared to other perks in the game right now? Um, I, I have very strong opinions on uh, on Mule Kick being added, um, especially with with the first round base map in five months. You feel like they would want, yeah, they would want to bring back something that everyone would be hyped about. And not saying I'm not hyped about it, but like for example, if I get if I get if I get a mule kick and a free perk drop and outbreak in my in my wave run, my wave run, I think I'm going to just end the game. Like, <laughs> just restart. Yeah, it wasn't well, yeah, worth it. Wasn't worth and it. Reading, reading off those tiers, like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it doesn't seem viable for me to spend the money on it unless I am getting it for free. And if it's not, if it's like the last perk I get and it's for free, I'll take it because it's there. But uh, like, I, yeah, even, yeah, I was gonna say even an outbreak, even in round based, I keep. I keep my loadout weapon. I upgrade that through the entire game, and then I have one wonder weapon. I've never, I, I personally never had a situation where, like, you know what? I want two wonder weapons or two loadout weapons because I just, I, I, for, I don't really... you know, it's a good point because the Legion boss fight, for example, an outbreak, you're running M16 for that boss fight. Maybe a wonder weapon to like clear up some zombies that are around you or frenzy guard, whatever. I just don't see a scenario for me in Cold War where I'm like, I want three weapons. Especially, like you said, two Wonder Weapons and one regular weapon. If you're going for a high round run, maybe that's where that makes sense. But for Easter Egg runs, it already takes quite a bit to buy all your perks, upgrade all your armor, upgrade weapon rarity unless you get Ether tools or unless you spend the box for a high rarity weapon. It's going to take you a while to set up. So to do that only with two weapons, but three, I'm just like, I don't see a scenario where that makes sense for me. But the Vulture Aid and Bandolier Bandit components of these tier upgrades... 
have me excited. That's why I will buy this perk. But perks get more expensive as you buy more. So that that cost is going to go up to how much after the next two perks release? Double tap and PhD. That's what I don't understand. How expensive will it will it cost? Fifty thousand points to get all your perks in a single match. Once like double tap and PhD release. How, how does that work? I mean, that's something I'm thinking about right now. So I guess like you said, unless you're taking advantage of free perk quest, it might take you quite a while to get everything. <laughs> so if I get into a game where I don't get Tombstone and Milk, I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> I don't really need them. The base perks we got in D Machina are really what's important, right? That's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, I see. I, I do agree with some people in chat that Mule Kick is a perfect perk for Outbreak. So they should have released it with Outbreak. 100%. 100%. 100%. Uh, so, or maybe not released it with Outbreak, but definitely with, with one of the Easter eggs would have been a perfect time. Just to, because I, I, the, as cool as the Mule Kick machine is, um, I think since because it would fit so well for Outbreak, just, I, I guess just throw it in the, the, the Wonder Fist and then just kind of screw the machine. But yeah, I, I think, I, oh, go ahead. So I think thematically, like PhD or even or PhD or double tap fit better for Mauer, but you know, I think that I think so that's yeah, it. yeah, that's something I was I was agreeing with too because I originally said I'm like, look, if there's three perks left to release, Mule Kick, Double Tap, PhD, there's only two round based maps left, Mauer Towin, and then one in September. Where does a third perk come in? So I was thinking they would add one randomly to just the Wonder Fizz with no new perk machine, maybe Mule Kick. I was wrong about that. I mean, it's the prediction, right? Didn't come true. Who cares? But maybe since they always added a new perk whenever a new map releases, maybe what they could have done is added the Mule Kick machine to the Ruka bunker. I mean, I know there's Wonderfizz in there already, but maybe they could have found a way to introduce a new Mule Kick machine in Outbreak, even though there aren't any perk machines in Outbreak aside from Wonderfizz. Maybe they could have figured something out. But yeah, it's unclear what, what the future looks like for upcoming perks. But something that I will warn you guys of now, anybody listening to this or watching this, uh, gameplay is out there for Modern Toten. You guys, if you don't want any spoilers for the map, be careful. Uh, footage exists. <laughs> and I, I will say right now, based on what is out there, I think the map is fairly large. I, I, I would say definitely a bit bigger than a medium-sized map. I would say it's probably the largest map in Cold War. I mean, this is just kind of going off of what is out there right now. Yeah. Yeah, so again, I will be careful with how we approach this conversation, of course, for obvious reasons, chat. You guys know what I'm talking about. But uh, in terms of what is out there right now, I definitely think this is on pace to be one of the best maps Treyarch has made. And reasonably so. They've spent so long developing it. If it wasn't a good map, then I wouldn't I wouldn't be a, a quote-unquote corporate shell, as people call me. I wouldn't defend that. I'm like, what What was going on the past five months? You know, what, was, what have they been doing behind the scenes with round base if the map sucks? don't think the map sucks though it seems like uh they have quite a bit in store just for the base gameplay alone not even including the easter egg who knows what that entails <laughs> so i'm very excited about this i mean hot, the energy when it was on map releases is always hot i mean the energy is just it's an unmatched feeling really now let's hope that when this map drops on wednesday night it isn't the same situation as firebase where at least for me Xfinity's like, you know what? We have a scheduled outage uh, for that. I'm not even kidding, dude. The exact, the exact hour to it to to the T to the second, the outage happened when Firebase drops. I remember I was streaming the countdown to it. Had a great time. Firebase releases right. Where I boot up. I'm in the village. And I think you were. I think you were in that game actually. I'm in the village, and then internet goes out for like five hours. I'm like, well, <laughs> that's gonna be it for me tonight. <laughs> Hope that doesn't happen with that uh, with Modern Totem, but. Uh, Yes, chat. Like I was saying, when it comes to the gameplay, everybody's asking about. Um, you do spawn on the roof. 
Mule kicks, of course, uh, down on the ground as expected. Um, and yeah, what, what do you think about about mini bosses though, as revealed in the gameplay trailer? I mean, how do you feel about Panzers and a new ver- a new form of the Tempest coming out? My theory ended up coming true that we aren't going to see exclusive bosses in Outbreak to always come to a round base map at some point. I mean, what do you think about that? Um, let's see. So I definitely, I definitely feel like a pan, Panzers being on the on the map is, is a surprise to everybody. Um, yeah, because we saw it in the trailer. Because you know we're getting a lot of vibes of you know this this map is very close quarters. It's small, but you know it was in the trailer, so that's kind of weird. I, I I'm excited to see how that's going to play out. Yeah, uh, gameplay wise, and wonder if we're gonna if they're gonna spawn like megatons every three rounds or or uh, or such. And uh, yeah, with mini bosses, I know there's uh, like a red version of the Tempest that has like crystals all over it. I think that's pretty cool. They're like Sizzlers uh, from World War Two, right? Those uh, annoying fuckers from <laughs> Shadow Throne. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, those look cool. Um, the the cool guy they showed with the mask, or like the glowing guy with all those floating zombies around him, and that bat looked really cool as well. Um, definitely a definitely a good. I think they're good additions to the map. And very, they, very they creepy looking. I don't know. I don't know if people out there saw. I'll, I'll try to find the image if I can. There is a image floating out there, and it's been recreated though for obvious reasons to avoid copyright. People have recreated the image of what the main menu will look like in season four reloaded for zombies specifically. It looks pretty damn cool. So I'll try to find the recreated image and put it on screen in case you guys are watching this on YouTube. But it seems like that, that new enemy with the mask could be a disciple of sorts to the accursed one. Is he the accursed one? I don't think so. Seems like kind of like his uh, head honcho, his stepping wolf to the dark side or something, right? That's kind of what I'm I'm thinking of in terms of an analogy right now. But I forgot where I put that image in. I think it was in my reloaded recap video yeah. the other day. Um, and by yeah. the way, oh no, go, go ahead first. Go ahead first. I was just going to say definitely um, whoever the person in the mask is, I definitely think they are being tormented by the, uh, the Dark Aether in some way. Yeah. Um, whether it be through Task Force Balder or some type of uh, like like you said, the one manipulation. I I do yeah. think uh, there's there's a lot more going on with that specific uh, mini boss we're seeing. Right, right. I, I also want to say that the, the way the, the 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 way the theme is of the Cold War, right? This arms race. Thank you, Notify, for becoming a member. Really appreciate that. Uh, the way the arms race works in the Cold War, right? You know, the U.S. Soviet Union, uh, allies, what the way that works has been brought into zombies thematically with Requiem versus Omega, but not just that, it goes beyond that. In the Dark Ether itself, as you know from the intel, Operation Boulder, when the Nazis went in there, they were the best of the best, right? Hitler sent them in, they were the best of the best. When in the Dark Ether for all those years, they kind of militarized the Dark Ether, so to speak. So now instead of having squids fighting space creatures, it's more of, all right, you have these militarized groups and factions inside of, no pun intended, inside of the Dark Ether. So now you have these bolder-looking Nazis that are going to be defending Pack-A-Punch, as you saw in the gameplay reveal. So I, I like that that theme, right, of, of just, you know, the fight for power inside of the Dark Ether, as you heard about in the intel as well. The Accursed One aligned himself with these bolder Nazis and, you know, created the best army possible. So it, it's really interesting how Craig Houston has brought the theme of the Cold War even into zombies more than we originally thought, on top of characters like Kravchenko and Weaver being a part of it. I think that's incredible. Um, if I can find that image, I will put it on. Maybe it was in my video last night, or am I tripping? I'm trying to find that picture of the main menu. Honestly, it was a couple days ago. Maybe I can't remember. Uh, I will see. I know, I think Nanako is supposed to the recreation of it. I think I found it right here. Let's see. Well, I... 
there's there's we just got a comment saying um why are you talking about it like it's some real historical thing that happened well uh, what, the it's a video War? game well <laughs> 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 I, no here's the thing right the cold war happened obviously to the extent the call of duty shows the cold war no there wasn't an actual war but what i'm talking about is the theme of an arms race Right, that, that that's emphasized not only in the campaign of Cold War, but in zombies between Requiem and Omega for knowledge and power of the Dark Ether, and then inside of Dark Ether itself, there was an arms race to power, so to speak, between different creatures, elder gods, the accursed one, other ancient beings in there. But then when the bolder Nazis went into the Dark Ether, they militarized it and created these factions that all fought for power and fought for the the, the most energy possible and you know now we have what we have in modern Toten. these bolder nazis coming out defending pack a punch blah 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 i mean, <laughs> well, I mean if that's what you meant I, I don't know if that's what you meant oh he's specifically talking about like the like the storyline implications of uh of like the uh of hitler sending soldiers into the dark ether to try to get an advantage um at the time during world war ii and i and i just i all i think about that is that like I'm pretty sure people are talking about the normal ether story. Like that shit was written in freaking ancient texts since the, since before Christ. So <laughs> by talking about all oh, the great war, Rick Toppin. And uh, so we're, we're just, like, like someone said in chat early, the game podcast, we're just discussing the game, discussing the story, which is very present by the way. Um, very good story. So yeah, we're just, I mean, we're, we're just, I, 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 I said it, <laughs> I said it once and I'll say it again. Right. Some of the best stories out there, chat, aren't told right in your face. Some of the best stories out there aren't understood. And so people deeply analyze every bit of it and get a true understanding of it. And that's the way zombies always worked back in the day. Black Ops 3 and 4 spoils with cinematics and a different form of storytelling that wasn't through radios and ciphers and whatnot. Cold War has gone back to the roots of it. I'm not saying I agree with releasing 300 pieces of intel to tell the story. Maybe they could do a little bit less. But the story is there. It's all about looking for it and taking the time to actually understand it. People out there, even if they got CGI cinematic marketing like they got with Black Ops 4, it still wouldn't be enough. Because I think even if they want the chaos approach where they release a bunch of cutscenes, mid-game cinematics and whatnot, even if they did that again, people will still say, oh, it's not the old story. Who cares? <laughs> so it's like, wh why spend the time then telling the story cinematically through CGI if it doesn't matter anyway at the end of the day? If people care about it, they care about it. Go looking for it. Some of the best stories in the world that I've been told through literature, through other forms of media, sometimes are told in a very cryptic way where you have to actually deeply analyze parts of it to understand what's going on. You know what I mean? But again, you, you could have your opinion. You don't have to like the story. It's all good. But what I'm saying here is that this story seems like it's been laid out much differently than the old one where even in Demon Machina, things are being set up that we're not going to even see until Modern Toen, DLC 4, beyond that. Things have been laid out pretty damn well. Whereas the old Eater storyline... They were winging it. <laughs> it's crazy it is to think about, right? They were winging a lot of that story. I mean, there's document proof out there that they didn't really have things planned out that far. I mean, yeah, things are planned out somewhat towards like Black Ops 3 and 4. But for the most part, they were looking at what the community was thinking, fan theories. And they were going, you know, they were just going along and, and, and writing the story. I loved it. I had a great time back then. But I'm a fan of what's being told now. <laughs> yeah, just just to, uh, to follow up, which... which um goes along with your uh what you just said is that um the guy in chat said i was just wondering why you talk about the story so serious um again like we're not, we're not trying to hate on you or anything but you know we just we like the story and realistically it's no different from talking about marvel movies and, and it's insane story yeah um you know it's just it's just a story we're invested in and we talk about it in a serious manner because we uh we we just we're very passionate about it and we like it so there we go 
Yeah. And like I said, Jack, you know, we're going to have obviously storyline experts on the podcast again, Eric and Cal on uh, the foreseeable future, probably right after Marototen gets solved. Uh, I love hearing oh, their yeah. input because they always blow our minds whenever they come on, you know, talking about uh, theories and things they found, stuff that we all missed. I love hearing shit like that. I, I love it. I found the image, by the way. So if you're on YouTube, the main menu will look like this. So this is the new masked enemy. He will be standing just like this in the main menu of zombies now. Uh, cannot wait to see this. I wonder who's behind the mask, who this person is. Totally unclear. Uh, and again, this is a podcast. So people out there saying clickbait, no gameplay. I mean, we're talking exactly about the gameplay that is out there already. If I saw it on screen, this channel probably, not, probably won't exist tomorrow morning. So <laughs> let, 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 let's not risk my career here over gameplay that you're about to see publicly in about four days. Uh, just to point that out. But uh, also in terms of the early content that is out there about this map... Uh, I will definitely say I'm a bigger fan of the power setup on Maur than I was on Firebase. Um, I do like D-Machina more than Firebase, but Marathon definitely looks like it, it puts the best of both D-Machina and Firebase together. Uh, and, and also, I, I think a big part of this, too, is the buff that is coming to just about everything in the game. I mean, what do you think about them reverting that health cap from Season 3? I mean, do you think that was the right move, or do you think they should have done it to begin with? I mean, what do you think about these these changes, which I'll put on screen in a second? Um, I don't know all the changes, so it's going to be good that you're putting it up on the screen. But yeah, like you said, the health reduction, I know equipment, all equipment across the board is going to be a huge buff. I think that's huge, especially with Mule Kick um, adding, a, like, you can get more uh, item drops with equipment kills. I think that's one of the tiers. Yes, um, so, yes. And I think equipment has been something that not many, not many, not many people use in yeah. Cold War. I don't see it that much. Maybe stuns, maybe decoys, but yeah. definitely on the lethal side, maybe maybe a Semtex and maybe a, uh, a C4. Yeah, maybe that, but I it, feel like yeah. I feel like we could be on the verge of um like they said, a meta update for for zombies where it would be it would be useful to pick up Molotovs, even though I know Molotovs are very powerful before. They're basically, basically like Wraith Fires from BO4. Right. But isn't yeah, it, I think the change yeah. is really good. Isn't it hilarious that uh tacticals are more useful than lethals in this game. I mean, you want to run a monkey, a decoy, and then the Gersh device coming out, which, by the way, chat, don't tell anybody, they're going to cost 2,000 salvage to craft in the uh, in the workbench, just FYI. Uh, so tacticals are going to be incredibly useful even more with, with Season 4 Reloaded. I mean, the, the Gersh device is confirmed to be able to teleport you, just like the old one, on top of being able to teleport the enemies around you. But in terms of the meta changes, like you said, equipment, that's a big one. I will say the footage that's out there does emphasize that a frag grenade kills a full horde around 16. How the fuck that's possible? I, I don't know, but that's crazy. Um, so health cap reduced to plus 100 at high rounds, down from plus 300. Holy, you know how crazy that is? Down 200%, the health cap. Like, hello? That's crazy. Specials mm -hmm. reduced to plus 50 instead of, uh, or down from plus 100. So, you know, 50 difference. Elites reduced to plus 25 down from plus 100, so that's 75 difference. HVTs reduced to plus 10, down from plus 100, that's a 90 difference, that's crazy. Reduced health of armor, buffed sniper rifle critical damage, buffed melee weapon pack-a-punch, and triple pack-a-punch damage multipliers. And then, like you said, you have uh, buffs to equipment, support, field upgrades. The meta's changing. And I said this before, I'm like, look, the problem with when they buffed everything, or when I say, when I say they nerfed everything last season, was double that doesn't exist. So... Double that does get added at some point. Will that balance out the more difficult high rounds? But now they're reverting on that. So it's like Grizzle was saying in a tweet recently. Does double tap even make sense at this point? If they're going to nerf everything again with the health caps, yeah. double tap will make you too powerful. So that's why I'm almost questioning: Was double tap scrapped, and only PhD is coming in DLC four? I mean, 
I, I wonder how that works then. Is Double Tap going to get reworked into a component of PhD? Or are there two more Zombies experiences left? I'm not sure what that means, though. DLC 4 map, round base in September, like rumored already. And then what's the other experience after that? A new green run outbreak type map or some, or another round base map too? I, I don't know. I don't know where this, these other two perks can come in after that. But I'm curious where Double Tap fits in now. Will you be too powerful uh, once everything is said and done? Uh, buddy Man Delorean Nine, nice name. Nice name. Uh, asked, did they announce the five tiers of Mule Kick? They didn't, but I will tell you guys a bit of a secret. Thanks to uh, since you guys are here, uh, a bit of a secret is the tiers are out there already. They are public. Thanks to uh, some curious Georges that have information. So I did read them already on the podcast. Um, I'll read them again. I'll read them one more time because anybody missed it. If you're new to the stream, so tier one. I will pull this up right here. Tier one is crafted equipment grants an additional equipment if able. Tier 2, all enemies have a small chance to drop ammo. Tier 3, stored weapons slowly refill ammo from stock. Tier 4, 25% chance to keep non-retrievable equipment when used. And Tier 5, third primary weapon is recovered when repurchasing Mule Kick. So I definitely think that's great in case you have a stupid down, lose your third weapon. You can just get it back by buying the perk again. This is a bit of a hybrid between Mule Kick, Vulture 8, and Bandolier Bandit. So I, I, I am I'm on board with these tier upgrades. I, I don't know how much better they could have made this, but... Like I said, don't have much use for Mule Kick aside from maybe Outbreak or a higher on run. Uh, but yeah, back to what is out there right now. I mean, what else do you think in terms of uh, the gameplay, though? Do you think uh, we have some surprises in store for the Easter egg? Or do you think the Easter egg is going to be solved in like 55 minutes? People are going to be pissing themselves after, uh, mm. <laughs> after the hunt's over. I mean, what do you think we're in store for next week? As, I mean, obviously, it's all just guessing at this point what the Easter egg is going to be like. But all right. I... I feel like um, I don't know it's tough to say because you, you don't know if if Treyarch or are still want to go because I, I feel like I feel like Firebase was considerably harder than D Machina was and I feel like Firebase Definitely. is considerably harder than all the outbreak Easter eggs are um, just like just steps wise even though if you obviously if you memorize them you know how to do them efficiently yeah, they're going to be super easy, easy. But, super easy but I, I just feel like Firebase is kind of probably like one of the most difficult I and mean, that's just my personal opinion some of you can have a different opinion on it. that's what i think so maybe i'm thinking the round based experiences or the easter eggs get a little bit more tedious and difficult but definitely outbreak is going to stay simple because they're they're testing a lot of waters with free to play in that um but yeah i definitely think we could be seeing a challenging easter egg the feel of the map and the aesthetic of the map is like is like uh shadows of evil and girl Kirby had a baby with the verticality yeah um, should be very interesting Hopefully it uses, uh, we get a lot of storyline answers, which we will hundred percent. And, um, yeah. Very, very yeah. intrigued about, uh, this Easter egg. DK, tell Fajardi to drop Chronicles 2 already now. Hey man, <laughs> Fajardi did make the banger roadmaps and concept art for Chronicles 2. So maybe, uh, Treyarch's gonna say, you know what, just because he did that, we're gonna go drop the map pack at some point. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I definitely think it's like I said before, without going off on a tangent about this, when it comes to long hunts, I get it. If you're a hardcore Easter egg hunter and hunting is your passion, I understand. Even though there's a very small percentage of people that are hardcore hunters, it's a very small percentage. Uh, people that want hunts to last a day or a week are the people that want to make money off the hunt. That it, It's plain and simple. I've, had, I've, I've seen content creators that are massive downright admit they want the hunt to last as long as possible for the sake of making money. There's a content creator who's very large, has millions of subs, admitted it in a stream recently, and I caught it. I'm not going to call the person out. The person went ahead and admitted that they missed having 100K concurrent viewers when a hunt was going on. And I'm like, I get it, right? If Colder isn't your cup of tea because you're not making as much money as you were during BO3, 
then that just kind of shows you where you are as a creator. Do you really care about the game or is it about the monetary value of it? You know what I mean? So it's also like everybody else has said, no matter how long the hunt is, no matter how anything is, as long as the map quality is there, that's what's going to matter. But the, the length of the hunt, how does that really impact the map after the hunt is over? The Easter egg will be the same no matter what. When you complete it weeks, months, years after it comes out... <laughs> So I, 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 don't, I don't really get the whole thing of, oh, yeah, we want, we want a Revelations week-long hunt to find fucking rocks just so years from now we can look back at it and be almost embarrassed that we didn't, oh, we didn't think of that. Wow, it was right in front of our face. I mean, it's cool and whatever when, when, when a step is kind of right in front of us, but we all miss it. It's cool to see the community come together to try new ideas. It's great. But when it gets dragged on, is that really enjoyable, at least for the casual community? Like, I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think, um... I mean, based off of this logic of that hunts have to last long, I don't, I don't see people saying Revelation is the best zombies map of all time because the hunt was long. People don't say Revelations is the best map of all time, period, because it's just it's just not. It doesn't matter how long the hunt lasts. It doesn't matter how long the steps were tedious. It, it simply doesn't matter because you know why? That was three, year, three four years ago. It's it's irrelevant now. It it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't show the character of the map because the hunt yeah. lasted a week. It doesn't show character of the map because the hunt lasted an hour. If anything, it's better that it's better the Easter egg was solved quicker, so more people can do it when a map releases. It, that, that's well, well. What's really funny about that is uh, when you talk about the character of a map. I'm like, well, first of all, Revelations got butchered the hell after the ending cutscene was solved because it wasn't True. it wasn't this this great Avengers Endgame style cutscene everybody was expecting, but. but when it comes to the length of a hunt, again, people out there might disagree, and that's totally acceptable. But I think the best way to balance everything is the way the Operation Inversia did it in Outbreak, where you have relatively casual steps. Not steps to hold your hand, of course, that are so simple, brain dead. I'm talking relatively casual steps that are easy to replicate every game. And then you balance it out with a tough boss fight, like Legion. That, to me, makes the most sense to do. So that if you die in the tough boss fight, which you probably will on your first couple of attempts... You can easily jump back into it and get right back to where you were. Versus something like the Ryzen Dread, Gorod, they may have had great bosses, but take a while to get to. Might frustrate people out there that are new to the game, that are casuals, and don't really know how to perfect a lot of Easter egg steps. You know what I mean? So I, I, I'm curious about how this map's going to be received, but I, I'm, of course, uh, anticipating people out there to be like, wow, we waited five months for this? God damn it. You know, this. Uh, we'll, we'll see where we are next week. On the next podcast, we're going to... It's funny how season two is going to open next Friday with this new beginning, right? The first round base yeah. happened five months. Season four reloaded, new content. Uh, people, I mean, Curious George is probably going to find some very spicy season five material in the next patch. So a lot to talk about next week for sure, without a doubt. I'm looking forward to uh, some new information there. A funny comment... Um, I saw by a little extra in chat and said people don't say classified as the best map LMAO, which is funny because you got first in the world on that map, and that, that didn't get solved until three four weeks. When was that, man? I, fuck, dude. It, it was it was November third or fourth. You got it. I actually can't believe is that the considered the quote unquote longest hunt ever. Even though the hunt really like there was like three people streaming the hunt when the map first came out, and then people gave up after like two weeks, and then a leak came out from uh, no one so, believed it. There's no one believed that there was a cutscene around two five five. Which there was, it just got scaled down to 150 because of the blue screens. Even 150 wasn't a, wasn't even doable unless you had glitches and hacks. Um, the irony with that is funny, and it's a great point. People bringing up classified, people are like, oh, well, those are cows. Not really an Easter egg hunt. Those are really count. It still was an Easter egg. <laughs> you had to find right. That's what an Easter egg is. It wasn't a quest, but it was an Easter egg. So you know that's the thing, right? I mean, it's I just think the zombies community that we have now is kind of what's left. It's almost a remnant of what it was in Black Ops 3 and 4. 
And I feel like this game is the ending chapter for this remnant. I definitely think this part, this portion of the community that exists and still talks about the same shit every single day, I think they'll be gone by the time Treyarch's next title drops. Because I think people that aren't on board with Outbreak will not be a fan of what Call of Duty is going to be offering the next three to five years, especially when it comes to zombies. If people think that Activision is kind of sidelining zombies, they don't care about it as much because of Warzone... Let me remind you that the future of zombies is very spicy, and you will learn more about this soon. The public will find out about this. The future of zombies is very different from what we have right now, and we probably won't see that for a while. But uh, I don't think people that are already hating on Outbreak will, I want, will want anything to do with what the future of zombies is going to look like in terms of open world and, and, and free-to-play and whatnot. So I definitely think, uh, as we'll get to later, people are going to be flipping burgers instead of uh, making Call of Duty Zombies content if they aren't a fan of Cold War. That's kind of, uh, that's kind of what I'll leave that at, but... Uh, we'll get back, we'll get back to Monotone in a bit. I, I want to talk about something really crazy that surfaced a couple of days ago. I covered it in a video and that is that a year two is seemingly confirmed for Black Ops Cold War. And thank you to Brett for the dono. I know he mentioned that he was a bigger fan of Black Ops 2 zombies and that formula. I feel you, man. Classic game. Uh, DK and Fajardi, imagine if mod tools came out for zombies and outbreak. What are your thoughts if that happens in the future? If that happens in a perfect world, I think that is what creates endless replayability. I've always said this. The reason Black Ops 3 has more replayability, so to speak, than let's say BO4 or even Cold War is because of the currency you earn from playing, Liquid Divinium, even with multiplayer, with Crypto Keys. The issue isn't the amount of maps or content, but being able to earn something every time you play and have something to grind for every time you play, I think bears more value than actual maps. If Black Ops 3 adds in X amount of DLC weapons, costumes, you know, camos, through supply drops, there's always something to earn. And if you're earning crypto keys every time you play a match in multiplayer, you could always have a chance at unlocking that. It gives you more reason to play. It kind of keeps the stakes high like a casino where maybe today you'll earn something. Maybe today you'll win something. Let, let's keep playing. Liquid Diviniums. Maybe today I'll get some badass perkaholics from my Liquid Divinium spin. So if a future Zombies game had an in-game currency that you can unlock shit with, more than the tiers right now, I think that's your playability right there. Uh, but when you talk about mod tools, the problem, as I said before, is that I don't think, at least from my understanding of this, I don't think Battle.net could handle it. I don't think it's engineered or built for it. Call of Duty's moved to Battle.net now, so if they go back to Steam eventually, maybe we'll get mod tool support again. But for right now on Battle.net, I don't see mod tools going anywhere necessarily. So I guess you say the future of custom zombies isn't bright at all. But if mod tools came out again in the future, I think uh, if they were added to console somehow, legally, if they made that work, um, that's a lot of replayability right there with endless maps that you can play all the time. But... The way custom maps work, I think it's complicated for console because, you know, it's like we talked about before. You can't have somebody making a custom app of SpongeBob or Halo or fucking Xbox assets and then release that custom app on a PlayStation. You know what I mean? There would be some legality there that wouldn't work. So I think that if, if custom apps came to console, it'd be a much watered down version than the, than the way we have it on PC. You know what I mean? It, it, it's complicated. But all that aside, year two. So this might cause a bit of debate in the chat and, and I'm okay with this. I think healthy debate is is fine. So I will pull up the tweet. Tom Henderson, verified insider in the community, has claimed that Cold War apparently is exceeding expectations with microtransactions and that Cold War will be the most updated Call of Duty post its cycle compared to Modern Warfare. So before I go into this, what does this tell you, Fajardi, about the success of Cold War compared to Modern Warfare? What does that tell you when he, when he says something like this? When... When this info initially came out, people were saying, oh, it's because of Warzone, it's because of Warzone, it's because of Warzone, which you are true. It's because Warzone does have a large player base, but 
then again, Warzone was popular last year in Modern Warfare, so why weren't the the sales or the MTX sales as high as they were last year? And I, pure, I solely think it's because the bundles are just better value and there's better there's just better items in it, like glowing skins, reactives, mastercrafts. It's um I mean I'm not denying it's not because of Warzone. I'm saying that the, since the bundles are better being released and during Cold War cycle that are also being subsequently released in Warzone, um, a lot more people are buying it just because they're they're flashy, they're fun, they're goofy, and they're just they're they're just cool to look at. Right. That's why I laugh at comments when I see people saying, oh, the Modern Warfare Operator is more memorable. And I'm like, I can't think of one Operator that meant anything in that season at all, unless they were poured out a campaign. I mean, does Mara or any other Operators have any significant story-wise to Modern Warfare when they were added? Definitely not. Uh, I, I also want to say, like you said, bundles are just better in Cold War. It's probably why they sold more. But people out there, my issue is people always look for an excuse, right? If Cold War does anything successful, oh, it's because of Warzone. Oh, the game sucks. Infinity War carried it. And I'm like, no, man. Warzone has helped it, without a doubt. Definitely with sales, microtransactions, can't deny that. But people have to accept, I think it's because of Outbreak and just maybe the component of Zombies alone that has allowed Cold War to surpass Modern Warfare in certain ways. Now, everybody could always debate which game sold more. I think arguably Modern Warfare was the most sold COD, but what's confusing is that after Cold War dropped, a few months after that, there were claims from Activision and other media outlets out there that Cold War is the most sold Call of Duty in the U.S., the most sold Call of Duty of all time for, for XYZ. So I'm like, how do you have both? You can't have Modern Warfare being the best sold COD, but then Cold War being the best selling COD in the U.S. I mean, how do you, you know what I mean? So we'll never really know what the numbers look like without a doubt. I mean, that, that we don't have access to that, obviously. But I definitely think Outbreak or Zombies, to some extent, has been a big part of why Cold War has been more successful. And because of that, he's claiming that it's going to get more, update, more updates post its cycle. If Modern Warfare didn't get a Season 7, which it was going to, and that game was apparently, quote-unquote, more successful than Cold War, I always found it to be unlikely that we get a year or two in Cold War. But now that Tom's saying this, I'm very curious what that means. Is that just a safety net for Vanguard if it flops? Or are they going to do that regardless? You know, how they kind of handled 2016, where no matter what the fuck Infinite Warfare was doing, they were still dropping BO3 Year 2, Modern Warfare 1 Remastered updates. Is this just something to go along with everything? Or is it just a safety net? I mean, what is the approach, in your opinion, with a Year 2 here? Is it something greater that we don't understand yet? I mean, I'm very curious what this entails. That's a tough question. Um, I definitely think... Maybe all the above. <laughs> to help you out there with an answer. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I was going to say, I definitely think it might have something to do with Sledgehammer being a brand new studio. And Activision doesn't know if the community will accept the, this this whole brand new studio. Pretty much glorifiedly a brand new studio with all new employees. Right. The community might not accept the game and therefore uh, not like it. Like, they might just make a flop COD, which I'm not saying they, they will, but... Hope not. You know, <laughs> yeah, I ho yeah. hope not. But maybe that, like you said, it is their safety net. We've heard things that Black Ops, Black Ops Cold War had had Zombies Chronicles moved to it from BO4. Um, we, we're seeing stuff about all these remasters coming out and or all, all these rumored remasters that are rumored, like I said, rumored to come out. It's, it's something I definitely want to happen because I love Cold War and I, I want to see it continually being updated, especially Zombies, because I feel like in time... Black Ops Cold War Zombies. I mean, I already do believe it's one of the strongest zombies games in history, Easy. if not the strongest already. But if you, if you just give it a little more time to breathe, pump up a few more content into it, um, 
I definitely think it will be it will be the god the godfather of all zombies. It would just because it literally is. It's done so many innovative things with Outbreak, yeah. with Easter eggs, with characters, weaving it in perfectly to campaign and story. It's just. I, I think the problem here, somebody in chat mentioned this as well, that leakers are saying Vanguard shit. I'm like, the thing is, it's kind of ironic. The only leakers saying that are the people that are Battlefield fanboys. I, I haven't seen any verified insider genuinely say why Vanguard is in a bad state. I don't think it's in a bad state. I think every Call of Duty during during the summer pre-release is always in a weird state, and they polish it up quick by, like, October. So I, I think we're fine. So I, I, don't, I don't believe any of the rumors that Vanguard's in a shit state. Highly doubt that. Maybe I'll eat my words. But... In terms of what would be featured in a cold year or two, very quickly, I, I what I see is more weather variants of sorts, kind of similar to like Firing Range Night and you know Jungle Flooded content. To that extent, feels like proper filler for a multiplayer year or two. A couple new maps, maybe, maybe very few weapons, probably a given. But then you talk about zombies, I definitely think uh, totally possible to see more regions to outbreak. You know, different playlists or modes rotated in and out. Maybe a round base map here and there. I, I, the thing is, it all depends on what Vanguard is doing zombies wise as well. I mean, in a perfect world, we'd get you know some type of new Vanguard experience, an extinction alien type mode, maybe some zombies, but then Cold War still continue. I mean, we also don't want Treyarch to pump too much in the Cold War in a year or two to where it it kind of uh, jeopardizes their development on COD twenty twenty three. Want to make sure that Treyarch gets a uh, uninterrupted dev cycle for their next game because the past two games in a row that Treyarch's made, they got interrupted or something went wrong or they had to rush this or rush that. And perfect segue here, people out there already claiming that Mono Warfare 2 will be the best-selling, highest-grossing COD of all time. Let me tell you something about that, right? I'm not going to deny that Mono Warfare is a very successful game. Obviously, it is. But let me tell you why. So, Mono Warfare took a break after 2011, Mono Warfare 3, right? Took, a uh, what, an eight-year break. So, the anticipation for a new Modern Warfare was obviously higher compared to anticipation for a new Black Ops when every year since 2010 we've gotten a Black Ops, right? That's one thing. So that built up a lot of uh, energy for Modern Warfare 2019. But you also have the issue that was beautifully mentioned in a video that I posted recently. Somebody commented this in my comments. They were like, look, what sucks is that it almost seems like Infinity Ward is the best studio. And you could think they are. That's your opinion. But it's almost portrayed that they are simply because... They've had uninterrupted dev cycles since Infinite Warfare. They haven't had the issues Treyarch and Sledgehammer have had where they're kind of bouncing between projects, taking over each other's projects, scrapping fucking massive budgets and campaigns halfway through. Infinity Ward has had a smooth dev period for the past couple of games. And the issue with that is that when Modern Warfare 2 comes out, it may seem like a much more polished game than Cold War and Vanguard combined because they had more time to work on it. So that's why I'm like, give Treyarch a proper three-year dev cycle, or even Sledgehammer, a proper three-year dev cycle with no interruptions. And I guarantee you, it'll be on par with quote-unquote Black Ops 3, where it has endless amounts of content, and it irons out all the BS at launch and whatnot, fixes all the problems that you know everybody isn't a fan of. But I won't have to wait until like 2023, 2024 before seeing Treyarch and Sledgehammer pump out very ironed out, polished games with no interruptions at all. Whereas Infinity Ward is going to seem like the best developer, even though I don't think that. That's just my take on it. I don't think they pump out uh, replayable or fun Call of Duties that you can make some good content out of. I'm just not a fan of it. But uh, I think that that's kind of the problem with you know what we're looking at with, with these cycles right now. Um, but yeah, for, for a year or two though, uh, if one does happen, do you think it'll be remotely similar to Modern Warfare Season 7? Or do you think what Tom's saying is up-to-date info where it's like, damn, this is like BO3, year two and year three kind of shit. We're getting massive updates like every month to this game. <laughs> How do you think they'll look at that? Or is Activision done with that, that formula entirely? They don't have they have no interest in year twos at all. I don't even 
I mean, at this point, we, we literally have no idea. Even Tom might not even have any idea. He just could yeah. be like it could be outdated information. It could just be him rehashing things he's he's heard um, right. about about stuff that could be coming. But I definitely think the way they could implement it is just releasing content alongside with main seasons of, of Vanguard. All um, on the same roadmap, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's, on that's the same roadmap. Cool. You'll have the you know you have all the the Vanguard MP stuff, the Warzone, and then the Black Ops Cold War stuff. Um, I think that would be the best way to go about it if it was going to be done, um, because then you're not, you're not paying for any extra marketing on, uh, or especially just for a roadmap anyway, um, Fair. on that front. So, yeah, no, I, 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 that's a good point too with uh, with how they can handle that. You know, uh, I, I wouldn't get my hopes up for anything too crazy, but like I say, with all inside information from these people out there, they're always working. They're always walking on thin ice. I mean, I see people out there, for example, that. Uh, have scoops about the MCU and other aspects of the movie industry, even them who get information correct to a T all the time. But once in a while, they predict something that comes wrong or they, they scoop something that uh, it's outdated. No matter who the person is, no matter how reliable they are, I, it's always walking off thin ice where one thing doesn't come true or one thing gets changed and all of a sudden they're lying, they're clout chasing. They, I mean, that's why when it comes to inside information, I would never in a million years won't ever be known as like a quote unquote insider or a leaker. I just don't think that's the way to go about things. Um, I think people other than the internet can't handle how information works where one minute it's correct. The next minute it gets scrapped. Look at all of BO4, Mono over to remaster multiplayer. I mean, you look at all these things that there's evidence for, but didn't happen. Even though insiders out there who literally leaked all of Warzone and Mono Warfare said those things were true. I mean, even then, so that's why I'm like, you know, be optimistic about it. The information could be outdated, but as of right now, a year two is apparently very likely, which has me excited because if Vanguard isn't the game that we want it to be, there's something to fall back on. More Cold War, more Warzone. I mean, a lot is on the table right now for the future of Call of Duty, but I'm very hopeful that we will maintain some positive momentum, you know, for the foreseeable future. We won't ever go into that 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 period again, like back in the day, where a COD game just might not be it, and you have to take that year off when it comes to content or post filler the whole year. I mean, I hope we don't get to that point again, especially full-time content creator like myself or other people out there, everybody, that's everybody's worst nightmare. <laughs> you can't cover the new game and you're just like, what the fuck do I do for a whole year? You know what I mean? We don't want to see that again. So uh, it's like you said before, uh, because of how late the reveals are now for CODs, the energy and momentum for them video-wise isn't there until very late now. You know, if you post a Vanguard video right now, even a big channel out there, the video might not perform well. And maybe when the reveal happens, it'll just turn all that around. People out there will be interested again, but... Right now, Vanguard interest Vanguard interest isn't there for uh, the YouTube scene, so to speak. Um, we also have new remakes that got revealed the other day, which I find very fascinating. So this kind of goes into a Black Ops 3 Remastered discussion, which we'll get to. Um, it was reported by various leakers that we're going to get the maps Yemen, Plaza, and Slums in Black Ops Cold War multiplayer. In terms of when those maps are dropping is unknown. Are one of those maps a surprise Season 4 Reloaded, or are they all being saved for Season 5 and 6? Big question mark. I mean, how do you feel about those maps, though? I mean, are those the best picks for remasters if you're picking out a Black Ops 2? I mean, what do you think about those maps? Huh, let's see. So, I definitely think Express was an L to bring back. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because uh, just just like in Black Ops 2, um, whenever I would join a lobby and I would get that, I would get that map, I'm either backing out or voting for the other map every single time. I'm still I'm still glad they brought it back because it's different, it's unique. I see why they did bring it back because it hasn't been brought back. Um, but definitely, I think I like. There's a lot of good 
DLC maps in in BO1 and BO2 I'd like to see brought back, but specifically relating to Plaza and Yemen and slums. Um, I, I think I think Yemen is a little bit of a weird one, and so is Plaza. They, they kind of like on the the same level of express for me. I don't, when I when I think about Black Ops Two multiplayer, I don't really think about Plaza or Yemen. I kind of think about Carrier and exactly you know, like exactly. A, like I think Carrier would be a perfect a perfect one for Black Ops Cold War. You can just like like the like the setting from the the final mission um, in the campaign where they're all walking on like that carrier. Right. It's it's right. basically the same setting, but I'm at, first of all I'm actually surprised that they they're, they're considering Yemen because if you look up traveling to Yemen you actually can't. Uh, it does say don't travel to Yemen because of the ongoing civil and international conflict, there's extreme political instability, military airstrikes, and a very high threat of kidnapping and terrorism. Uh, you may not you may not be able to get food, water, or medical care. I'm like, what in the? F-? I'm actually surprised that they're like, you know, because typically with games now they won't really, you know, uh, go near that. Yeah, they won't go near shit like that or, or politicize, you know, too much. So I'm kind of surprised that uh, they're, they're, in this day and age they're gonna fucking talk about Yemen, but. Uh, there's one thing, uh, Plaza. I could see. I thought. I think that was a fairly favorited map for like S and D domination. It was a cool map, but Yemen was, was all right. It was all right. It wasn't my, wasn't my favorite. Wasn't my favorite map. Slum, slums already came back. You know, in uh, it came back twice in Black Ops three and four. <laughs> so I, I can't say I'm too thrilled about slums in Cold War. It was like a head glitches wet dream, really. But I mean, it, it is what it is. But I think what's crazy is, is a point that was actually brought up by Tom, and that is that fifty percent. A Black Ops 2 multiplayer will have been remastered, if not more, by the time these maps release. So it goes back to what I said so many weeks ago. Black Ops 2 is getting remastered in a bit of a different way. But the question is, is this to get us prepared for going back to the future in Call of Duty 2023? Because it's being rumored that game's going to be a futuristic era Black Ops 2 style game with no jetpacks. Or is this just a way, you know, to answer everybody's feedback that we want a Black Ops 2 remastered? And they just don't want to put out a faithful remastered game. They'll just, you know, incorporate the maps themselves one-to-one here in Cold War. Modern Warfare kind of reintroduced this concept. I mean, Black Ops 4 did. Actually, Black Ops 4 was the first game to do this. Black Ops 4 reintroduced this concept of just one-to-one remasters. No remakes where they keep the layout but change the aesthetic and theme of the map. Like they used to do back in the day. Studio, Black Ops 2, Skyjack, Black Ops 3. Black Ops 4, Modern Warfare kind of brought back... I guess maybe they want to scratch a nostalgic itch. Activision thinks that it's maybe more beneficial business-wise to bring back the exact maps, no changes in the new games. Maybe that works better. Uh, so, yeah, I'm curious, you know, why we're getting all these Black Ops 2 maps, especially in a game that's a sequel to Black Ops 1. Uh, I'm a broken record at this point. You could take any map from Black Ops 1 multiplayer that has been remastered a single time, base, base game and even DLC season. There's some... I remember I had you the other day I had you looking at all the DLC maps. Yeah. I mean, bro, any one of those maps, if you brought it back right now, I promise you, so many people wouldn't even know those are remakes at all. Because of how old the maps are, they haven't been brought back a single time, aside from I think Stadium. So many maps. I mean, let's pull up the list real quick. Uh Black Ops 1. Let's see, Black Ops 1 DLC multiplayer maps. Th- there's just so many. And, and I'm like, I don't want I don't want Black Ops Colder to be like this hub of all remakes, remasters and remakes. I want new maps too. But you gotta bring back maps. I mean, just look at Black Ops One. I mean, save the. I mean, wouldn't you want to save the Black Ops Two remakes for Cod Twenty Three? If we're going back to the future in that game, doesn't it make more sense to wait a little bit? I mean, I, that's why I'm confused a little bit on, on this approach here with the Black Ops Two maps. It has to be a business thing where they're like, you know what, people want Bo Two. Let's go. Let's do it. So uh, Silo 
Hazard, Drive-In, uh, Hangar 18, holy shit, uh, Berlin Wall, Discovery, Kowloon, Stadium, uh, what else we got here? We have, uh, what is this? Zoo, Convoy, Hotel, Stockpile, Cold War era maps. Fun fact, there were only uh, 12 multiplayer maps added to Cold War, or I'm sorry, added to Black Ops 1, because the fourth DLC was Resurrection, all zombies. Uh, so again, bring some maps back. Where are they at? <laughs> I think I think Berlin Wall would be a really easy and cool one to bring back. <laughs> with obviously with um, not all releasing. the Marauders <laughs> Houghton and and the campaign mission yeah. breaking the wall, which basically already has it all there. It's you're just you're just waiting just to put a few barriers right. around and. You know? See, what I am cool with them doing, at least, you know, to make an attempt at this, is they put Grid, for example, in Duga, which is amazing. Section that off, please, Treyarch. Section that off. Make it 6v6 Duga Strike. Um, Zoo, not really the same as the original Zoo map from Black Ops 1, but they brought that back in the form of a region for Outbreak. So, in spirit, they brought back some Black Ops 1 maps. They also have Summit, apparently. It's going to be a part of Weather Station. Another portion of the Euro Mountains is going to release into... Outbreak and hopefully fire team because I'm still salty. We're not getting zoo in multiplayer. Maybe there's a chance that what they said was true. Zoo isn't coming to multiplayer, but maybe they'll end up adding in zoo to 6v6 instead of fire team. I mean, maybe there's a chance of that, but we're apparently getting a faithful summit remaster inside of Weather Station, a new region coming to uh, the Euro Mountains at some point in the future. So we'll see if they do that. But yeah, I mean, lots of remakes are on the way still. I think we're looking at at least two to three per upcoming season. Um, season four, from my understanding, has brought us the most content to uh, multiplayer to date. I think throughout this game's life cycle, season one reloaded might have topped it as of now. But um, I mean, I made a good point in a video the other day. I'm like, look, if you look at every loaded update from the past couple of months, I don't know if you noticed this, but every loaded update has added at least multiple two to three multiplayer maps, whether it's six v six, two v two, or fire team. This time around, they've already dropped hijacked collateral. Amsterdam, all this stuff is Rush. So is there a secret gunfight map or a secret fire team region dropping in Season 4 Reloaded? Uh, that's a good question to ask right now. Or are we really only going to see one multiplayer map in uh, in Reloaded? I'd be shocked if that's the case. I think we're at least getting another map or two to multiplayer uh, with this update soon. I'm looking forward to this. We have no idea. So I'm hoping that it's like Season 1 Reloaded where Express is a surprise. I wasn't a big fan of the map, but it was still a surprise that it had no leaks tied to it whatsoever. I think even Raid was kind of similar to that. There was one image that leaked out of Raid. Uh, but besides that, there were no, like, insiders talking about it. So, yeah, I'm curious uh, what we're going to be looking at in terms of multiplayer for Season 4 Reloaded. I'm, I'm excited. Definitely excited for this. Um, but, yeah, that, that's kind of what we're looking at when it comes to map remakes. I mean, how do you feel about the remakes so far? Do you think uh, do you think they have a healthy amount? Are there too many? Or or should they save save more than for, like, year two if there is one? I mean, how do you feel about the, the, the quantity of uh, remasters here? What are we looking at? Um, I don't really mind the remasters. Uh, I think, I mean, obviously you know how I feel about Express, but yeah, um, I think for the most part they've they've made a lot of good decisions of bringing certain maps back. I think Hijack is a huge W, just a fun map to play on any mode. Um, but in terms of quantity of them, I think, you know, I, I like I said, I personally don't mind. I think the good balance is like you know have have the the one or two uh new maps like the apocalypse you know the apocalypse-esque maps and right, then right. kind of rework something from campaign i think that's enough for me to say oh yeah this is enough like new new content for me but i think the remasters really um filled up for me in mp 
Yeah, so. I, I, th- I think somebody uh, brought up a good point in the comments recently. They were saying, you know what? You know what this launch each season with? Each season should have, uh, so to speak, a new map, like you said. It's kind of from the intro cinematic. So we had Pines, uh, Apocalypse, Mount Yemental, and now Collateral, all based out of the intro cinematic. Then alongside that, drop a map that's based out of Campaign. Mansion, for example. And then during Reloaded, drop a Black Ops 1 remake. I'm like, oh, perfect world? Hell yeah. And then in year two, if there is one, to get us prepared for COD 2023, which is going to take place in the future, then drop some Black Ops 2 remakes in Cold War. I would love that formula if they ever did that. And there's still time to pull that off with the last couple seasons here. So we'll see how that goes. But a big topic of discussion here, which people were asking me about earlier, is significant hacking coming to council. I'll put footage on screen if you're watching this on YouTube. So this, to me, blew my mind the other day. So it was announced that... For the first time, I want to say, in a while, we're going to be getting some undetectable hacks on console that works in both Cold War and Modern Warfare and Warzone. (laughs) And uh, Charlie Intel reported that apparently Activision is already cracking down on these people for marketing this hack. It's being taken down off many social media platforms. But the thing about this is that since Cold War is not free to play, I don't expect to see much of this in Cold War, but because Warzone's free to play, I expect to see more of this uh, more often. I don't know if you have to pay for this hack or not. Pretty sure you do. Uh, but what do you think about that, man? We're getting <laughs> hacks on console for, I think, the first time in a while. I mean, hacks have been on console every now and again whenever a game gets old, but to see this during a year one of a new Call of Duty, there's people out there already figuring this shit out. What on earth is going on here? <laughs> I mean... What? I have been I haven't been keeping up with the with all the like the the console hacking stuff, but like you said, it seems like Activision is already starting to crack down on it pretty heavily, and um, I mean I don't really know what to say about it. It's just like uh, I don't understand why you'd want to hack. Uh, just <laughs> play the game. Just play the game. It's fun. Just get better. Uh, yeah. Not even necessarily just get better. Just like just just don't play the game then if you're gonna hack. I, I just, I know, you know, but before we talk about anti-cheats and all that other horse shit, I, I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, can we can we start holding these people accountable? Can we figure out who these people are that are just straight scumbags that create shit like this? I, you know, I put up a tweet on, I put up a tweet in the video. It was uh, an Apex developer, I think, who mentioned the DDoS attack. There was a DDoS attack recently on uh, on Apex. Took our, um, was it was it? I think it was Apex. Yeah, and he mentioned they were on vacation for the day, holiday weekend. They had to come into work. And leave their families for the day to figure out this DDoS attack. So he's like, congrats, you fucking morons out there, you know, DDoSing and hacking. You ruined a a, a family weekend for all of us. And he emphasized in the tweet that they are are aware of this. They know what's going on with with people hacking. Anti-cheats aren't easy to come up with. He mentioned, he's like, it's like playing whack-a-mole. You you come up with an anti-cheat, you figure out the hacks of the month, and then new ones are made up a week later or a month later, they have to go back to square one, figuring out how to how to tackle these cheaters and whatnot. So that's why the whole thing about an anti-cheat, I'm like, how much better can you make it? There probably is a way to make it a little bit better, because Warzone's free. I mean, I don't expect there to ever be a solution to that problem. So if you're not a fan of, of what you're seeing in Warzone, just you know, tap out now, hang up the cape, play something else. But, you know, uh, it was also reported by other people out there that apparently the source code was leaked for Battlefield 2042 because of a data breach uh, from EA, I think, a couple of months ago. So what this means, apparently, and this was reported, I think, even yesterday, is that 
you will be seeing cheaters and hackers in the Battlefield 2042 Alpha or Beta in the next couple of months. So this just tells you there are people that figure out ways so quickly to even infect new games. And it's only going to get better as technology progresses, as software progresses over the next few years. It's not going to stop. So <laughs> you point that towards the conversation about an anti-cheat. I'm like, before we talk about an anti-cheat, can we figure out who these people are doing this shit? And, and, and just... <laughs> <laughs> just massacre just them online, sue them, sue them and, and tweet shit to them. I mean, what the hell is going on here, man? I'm like, multiplayer gaming, I mean, there's always been cheaters, no matter what. It's, it's been around forever, right, for eons, but it only gets worse. So, I mean, let's, let's look at these people that are just down bad, you know, uh, legs like jelly, feet in the gutter. Who the fuck are these people, bro? <laughs> what is your problem? You know what I mean? Uh, but the whole thing about an anti-cheat, it's like... Uh, I don't know how many more tweets I could take when I read these every day. When you get multi-millionaires that are making a fortune posting Warzone content, they're like, where's the anti-cheat at Activision? What's going on, man? It ruined my it ruined my 50 kill streak on, on a reverse boosted lobby. It ruined my streak. Somebody was cheating. It's like, oh yeah, you're reverse boosting. So as if that makes it any better, right? Um, of course there's an anti-cheat. I always, I always say this. Where did the band wave come from to begin with? There's no anti-cheat. They just, they just fucking poofed out of thin air. Where does the band wave from? Hundreds of thousands of people were banned already. Where did that come from? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, of course it's an anti-cheat. It may suck because <laughs> Warzone's free to play and people are getting smarter with this bullshit, but of course there's one. So, I mean, I see people out there, they claim to be Call of Duty content creators, right? Do nothing but complain every single day about hacking, skill-based matchmaking. Why are you still playing the game? You're not having fun. What, what is the point? You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if it's not your cup of tea, why are you forcing yourself to play it? It's like working a shit job. And you've, you need, Let's say you work in a shit job and there's opportunities left and right, you know, applications here, uh, family business there. What are you doing sitting in the shit job? If you don't like it, go do something else. You know what I mean? Like, why are you, so, why are you just, and, and it, it gets me because those are the people that get verified on Twitter too. The people that complain, talk shit, don't even post. Just, I'm like, that's that's people that are on pedestals like you know you know what i'm saying here not even trying to you know not even trying to talk shit or call people out here but it's it's annoying i mean do you not get annoyed seeing this shit every single fucking day the same people with the same tweets come on dude you know what i mean like you're making and especially and i'm talking to people that are just you know small if you're making millions and, and you're reverse boosting to get 50 kill records who fucking cares if you get sniped across the map from a hacker dude you're making a fortune playing the game and everybody has that privilege <laughs> especially streaming and then just re-uploading that content on YouTube. No, no actual content or editing. Just re-uploading stream highlights. It's like, come on, dude. <laughs> the whole, the whole, the whole cheating problem is just like, oh my god. It's either the cheating, skill-based matchmaking. I mean, dude, what, what, what's happening? What are your thoughts on this, man? I'm, I'm ranting too much here. What's going on here? <laughs> I just, I just learned to block it all out. Every time I see something that even mentions like. Oh, Warzone needs an anti-cheat. You just you're immediately derailing the conversation, and you're just you just prove that, uh, <laughs> like, I don't know. You, if you can say Warzone, people can say Warzone needs a, a better anti-cheat. I I'll agree with that comment. I think I said it in episode saying, one of the podcast. I'm like, let's change the conversation from we need an anti-cheat to we need a better anti-cheat, or let's change it to yeah. let's figure out who the fuck these people are that are scumbags ruining the game, and let's hold them accountable. You know what? I, yeah. So continue though. I don't want to. <laughs> I want to interrupt you. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I, I think the main thing people have to realize is that it's not Activision's fault people are cheating. It's the it's the people making the hacks is the reason why there's hackers in, right. in the games, like you said. So I, I Yeah. <laughs> so, so people get mad. 
people get mad at Activision for people hacking, like they're the one that are releasing the hackers to the community, which is simply not the case. And uh, they they know it's an issue, and they know they're working very hard to try and stop it. But you just you simply just can't with a free to play game. It's and, and then you have the conspiracies too of like, oh yeah, devs are selling fucking cheats and and, and hacks to people on purpose, and it's like all it's a whole profit thing for them under the table deals. I'm like. All right, let's not get into to conspiracy and just nonsense there. But um, what's I think what's funnier to me besides that cheating crap is that uh, now you have people out there every week, bro. I see a new tweet. Big content creator who makes millions gets exposed for reverse boosting using VPNs and, and you know, playing in Indian handicap lobbies and shit. And I'm like, bro, uh, it, you know, I, not, not that I'm surprised, but it blows my mind that people are that stupid. That they, I mean, there, there is a way, I think, from what I've understood, that you can hide your VPN or hide what shit you have installed and whatnot. But, I mean, I, I just... The, the people that are desperate for these high core records and this gameplay and stuff, the fact that you have to go through hoops and hurdles to even enjoy the game tells you enough about Warzone to me. It's like, if, that, you, have to, if you have to do that to have fun, I don't think the game's for you. <laughs> I don't think Warzone's for you if you have to do all that shit. Um, it's, it's just cringe, man, at this point. It's really cringe. I'm not even calling out anybody specific either. People are matching names in chat. I'm like, I don't even watch those people. But, you know, especially for making millions off the game, like, just shut up. <laughs> just shut up, seriously, man. I mean, I think I, I just question the brain cells when I see tweets from people that are like, it's been exactly a year and a half and there's still no anti-cheat. Do you not see the ban waves every couple of months? Like, every, I think last one was in April or something. It was a while ago. But like, do you not see the ban waves? This isn't me being an Activision shill or defending corporations. I'm just saying we, keep, we see people getting banned all the time. But since the game is free, they're just going to come back. And new cheats are getting created every month. It's just going to continue. You know what I mean? And then you talk about skill-based matchmaking. Even if, let's say, even if there was no cheating, I promise you, you would see a skill-based matchmaking conversation every single day. Remove it, remove it. There's no such thing as removing it. If it's built, like, I think I think a dev from Treyarch a couple of months ago, um, do you remember that tweet when somebody was like, oh yeah, there was no SPMM until Modern Warfare, and some Treyarch dev, I think, quote, quoted it, and was like, no, there's been SPMM in every COD, and the guy's like, no, you're wrong. And the guy's like, I kind of made Black Ops too. I think I know what I'm talking about. Hilarious tweet. I forgot who the fuck said that. Hilarious tweet. Uh, and yeah, SPMM has been a thing for a while. It might be maybe juiced up more in Modern Warfare or, or whatnot. They might have changed it a bit to be more like Fortnite. But it's one of those things you can't just flip a switch and it's out. It's not. It's fundamentally built into the game. So like I said, if it's not, it's not, if it's not your cup of tea, move on now. Because the future of COD is more of... This skill-based matchmaking, outbreak, COD might not be for you anymore. You might have grown up, and that's fine. People that are pretending they still like the franchise when they don't, you're fooling yourself. So, all that aside, though, I brought this up in a video the other day because Season 4 Reloaded will probably be the start of when we start seeing some more hacks on console. But Charlie Intel reported today that Activision is getting to the bottom of this. So, hopefully, uh, we see we see less of this. And we're, we're both on PS5, by the way. Somebody asked what platform we play on. We're both on PS5. Well, I, I, play, on, I play on all platforms, uh, except yeah. Xbox. But yeah, on PC, yeah, um, just to address something where like, people are saying, oh, it, it is Activision's fault. Well, I, Activision are doing like everything they can. They, they're doing band waves. They're, they're increasing the bands um, from people. So uh, like, obviously, it's, it's a lot on both sides. It's, you know, I, could Activision be doing more? Yes, and I agree with that. And I said that, could there be a better anti-cheat? Yes. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's, it's just one of those things where, like, people are scumbags and a lot of people want to hack for some reason. Yeah. And so, you know. I, I think it also, it also goes to say as well that um, 
you know, the conspiracies that exist out there about why there isn't a stronger anti-cheat. Maybe conspiracies are true. Maybe we're all wrong and there's, there's some legit conspiracy out there that actually is true. And if that is the case, what are we going to do about it? <laughs> you know, what power do we have to do much? People say, oh, well, stop buying the game. Yeah, that's going to that's gonna work, right? You, got, you remember, you remember the uh, Black Market Blackout? Was that Blackout 3? Was that BO3 or BO4? I can't remember what game that was. I think it was BO3. I think it was BO4. I think it was, was 4, it? I think. I swear it was BO3 or think, White Boy 7th Street and, and whatnot or something. Something like that. I think there was two. I think there was two. There was two, like, big waves of it. One was in BO3. One was in BO4. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. You, you, know, you know what that proves to me is that the casual community is much bigger than everybody actually thinks. Because black market revamp, you can argue, oh, it's gonna work. All the content creators are gonna talk about it. They're gonna encourage their audiences to not buy bundles. No, Ca casuals don't even use social media, but are playing COD, buying bundles more than we think. So that, that's why I'm just like, there is no, there, there. I don't think there is a reality where you could just say one day, oh yeah, we're just gonna stop doing this, and then activism will listen to us. There, there's no reality uh or, or that exists i i just i don't i just that's just silly to talk about i mean i i yawn thinking about stuff like that i'm like oh my good luck man uh it's, it's the same thing as people that say like oh yeah outbreak sucks zombies is dead it's like unless you don't believe activision's investors call unless you think they're lying to investors then i'm pretty sure as they said that you know the player base is higher than ever before because of outbreak so if you're not a fan of outbreak good luck in the next couple of years when that's all we see in, in zombies going forward that's so why i'm just like if, if you're i mean how do i say this nicely if you're not for what they're establishing with this game and with this formula, you're probably not going to dig the future of it. So maybe back out now before it gets too late and you literally uh, have suicidal thoughts about playing Call of Duty. It's just not worth it. You know what I mean? There's other games out there. More franchises are, are releasing titles this year. So maybe move on. You know what I mean? Uh, it's 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 a never-ending conversation. But, you know, <laughs> all that aside, I, I'm very optimistic for how multiplayer and Battle Royale are going to look in the next few years. I think Scump even said the other day, Scump came out on a, on a podcast and he was like, he thinks competitive multiplayer is dead. He thinks Warzone is the future. But my question for you now is, let, let's say that's true. How long will that last for? Because is Battle Royale going to last forever? You know what I mean? Or how, how much more can, can can they innovate Battle Royale before it gets to a point where like, all right, what's the next thing? I mean, what do you think about, what do you think about the competitive scene of Call of Duty right now? Is it, is it changing that much? Or is he maybe exaggerating a bit? Because it hasn't been his best year for comp. You know, what, what do you think? I, I did hear Scump also say that if... Well, if like the the rumors are true about World War II Vanguard and it is a World War II game, he's not going to resign his contract. Did he um, actually say that? I thought I, I, I thought he said the opposite. Yeah. He said he said give me the contract because he liked World War II. I thought he said give me the contract. He said don't give. No, nah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he said yeah, I'm not signing that contract or whatever it was. Bro. So I'm gonna look thinking about right that. Thinking about that. Um, and I think the only way competitive Warzone works is that if you all get in a custom lobby with every single player in the and the, the competitive event, and then you you all play because I think pub stomp pub stomp uh, versions of of competitive events for Warzone especially that's the dumbest with all the hackers in the it dumbest fucking idea ever the dumb it's not take the hackers away from that Are, okay people realize that's literal RNG what if what if you're better than me let's, let's say this for, what if you're better than me at Warzone but I get to an easier lobby. Am I worthy of that 100k tournament prize money? Does that make any sense to anybody? Or am I am I, am I fucking True. crazy? Am I mental? Or is that the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life? If a player is better than me, but they get a harder lobby and lose and miss out on a bunch of money, how does that make any sense at all? I think J-God perfected the uh, the tournament structure, as people were pointing out on Twitter recently, with the private matches and you know this and that. That that makes them put the people competing in the same match. Let them hash it out. 
That's how CDL works for multiplayer. Mm. Why not Warzone? That's why I, I just I don't get the kill races either. And then hackers aside, which throws that off. SBMM aside, which throws it off. But then the VPN thing. It's like n willingly cheating to get into some you know crazy ping lobbies with 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 handicapped players so that you can win money. Is that not crazy cheating to you? To you? I mean, what what the hell is that? You can't do that in CDL <laughs> in multiplayer. Why can't you do it in Warzone? I mean, you know, what? like it's like. But yeah, you're right. The article I just pulled up here: Scump won't sign a new CDL contract until Cloud 2021 Vanguard is revealed. I don't blame him. I think I think he may have seen it too. This year of all years is very weird. Maybe because the game isn't revealed yet, and because they've changed the formula of revealing CODs, interest isn't there on YouTube yet. But it's been nothing but negativity, and not just because oh, it's a World War II game. I just think it's because you have people out there they may have inside information that are Battlefield fanboys. They want COD to fail, and they're they're pu pushing out these you know bullshit narratives that Vanguard's in bad shape, blah blah blah. Wait for the reveal, wait for the reveal. Slipstream and that that information alone has me really excited for what's the time has in store. I'm hyped. I love World War II. I love Advanced Warfare. Um, there's no doubt. There's no doubt in my mind that Sledgehammer is closest to Treyarch in terms of how they update their games, how they pump out content that makes YouTube content creation fun. I'm sure you agree with that. I think Sledgehammer has that that spark to them. I love the headquarters. I'm like I'm looking forward to War, a new iteration of that. The Warzone is a great. The Warzone integration is going to be available right at release. So a lot to look forward to here, which uh, I'm very optimistic about. So I think the future is bright, regardless of that. But before we get into the information about COD Mobile, D-Machina on mobile, and the future of the COD subscription service, let's go ahead and wrap up Who Are These People for Season 1. Who are these people? Alright, so I would say in the past couple of episodes, we haven't had too crazy of comments that are like head-scratching, uh you know, questioning brain cells type of comments, but we have had a couple of juicy ones, a couple of juicy ones the past couple of, uh, past couple of videos or so. Let's start from the top here. So here, what do we have here? Uh, no one cares about Cold War. This game is garbage. This shit is trash. This game killed Call of Duty series. No one cares about your cringe leaks. Now, what's so funny about that comment is that the video is going over official information from marketing. I don't know what leaks he's talking about. I also am not a leaker, so I, don't, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know where the fuck that came from. I think that's really ironic there. Um, no one cares about Cold War. Well, apparently more people do. If they're selling more battle passes, more bundles, they have high player bases. I mean, unless it's all made up, then uh, I'm pretty sure Activision isn't breaking the law and they're telling the investors the truth on their, on their phone calls. By the way, actually, before I get to the rest of this... The next Activision phone call is right around the corner, bro. Did you know that? Hold up. I, I gotta pull up the date real quick. Activision Ernest Hog. I'm actually gonna stream this. What day is this? Did I miss it? Oh my god, hold up. <gasps> oh no, wait, August 3rd. Is it okay? August 3rd. Nice. Activision Blizzard Q3? Q2 earnings. Yeah, Q2 oh, earnings. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Q3 is gonna start yeah. and then they'll wrap up Q2 with yeah, yeah. Okay. Yo. So by then, dude, the reveal might not even be in Warzone yet for Vanguard. There might be some other beans spilled in uh, in this phone call here. So that's actually interesting. Very interesting. We might actually get some juicy details there. Skill-based matchmaking doesn't work for me because whenever I join a COD lobby, it is filled with sweat lords and I just want to have fun, but I can't do that anymore. I get at least five kills each match, yet the rest of my team drops nukes. Maybe my Xbox is broke. Think about that for a second. If you're going up against sweat lords, how, how's your teammates dropping nukes then? Huh? <laughs> Maybe my Xbox is broke. I'm, I'm like, what does that mean? What does that mean? I don't understand this comment. What does it actually mean? 
Oh, he quotes me. It's all about the quality of the map. Right. Totally. Because everyone just constantly replays Demon Machina and Firebase because the maps are just so good. I do. <laughs> Maybe you don't go back and play Dereisen Jack and Origins and Garad for their Easter eggs or anything like that. Why would they why would they when they can play Demon Machina's Easter egg and feel totally rewarded for completing an Easter egg in 15 minutes? What do you get for doing any of the BO3 eggs? Perkaholic? Huh? I mean, Achievements? First of all, I, I don't even think the world record is is, is, I think a world record might be near 15 minutes, but I don't think any any normal zombies player is going to be getting anywhere near a 15 minute Easter egg. But when you take your time, it's a good hour if you, if you just drag, if you just relax and drag it out. And it's a, you know it's a mean? nice Easter egg too. It's a nice flow. I, I don't stop, see what's he says, "Stop defending this shit." There's a reason nobody plays Cold War zombies, and if Treyarch truly cares about the community, the, this map will have much more complex Easter egg. I replied back, "You lost me at," and I quote, "There's a reason nobody plays Cold War zombies." That's all I replied to the guy. You did lose me there because I'm like. Again, is Activision breaking the law, saying there's a higher player base of their investors, or or, or are people just salty that Outbreak took over? I don't know, man. But, hey, I like the machine. I like it more than Firebase. I think Modern Tones would be better than all the maps, but, hey, uh, we'll see. Oh, this one's good. You still got people that watch your videos. Lol, come on, man. Where's all the Zombie Chronicle clickbait videos? I still find it's funny to this day that, you know, people think about this shit because it's like I, I brought up, I think, in maybe the first episode of uh, Bombcast uh, two months ago or longer. Here's what happened, right? Brief recap. Black Ops 4, there wasn't really a year two. I wasn't covering Modern Warfare, maybe a bit of Warzone. I was trying to focus on more COD 2020 rumors, Treyarch's next game. I tried my best. Keep you guys updated, right? It was tough to keep the channel alive during a tough year like that, which was last year. Uh, doing YouTube full-time, it was scary. It really was. So what I really had to talk about that was interesting, that I cared about, that you cared about, Zombies Chronicles 2. We had insiders out there that were leaking all of Modern Warfare, all of Warzone, so they were also saying, hey, Zombies Chronicles 2 is on deck. Maps are done. It's getting ported to COD 2020. We talked about it a few times. Okay. Uh, where's the clickbait? We have we have insider Tom Henderson, other leakers too, who a couple weeks ago just tweeted, oh, the, the pack is ported to Cold War. Will it release? They don't know. So where's the clickbait? There, there's weight to those videos, weight to those statements. Um, and again, I don't just do zombies. So if zombies ain't your thing, then stick around for multiplayer and Warzone content that I also post. I mean, I, cringe people, man. Um, F slums add array. Keep adding maps that's been in multiple Black Ops games. I found that funny because I'm like, bro, array. I, I agree with that. Actually, I, I, I agree. I put this. I actually agree with that. I think this is funny, <laughs> bro. Array. Oh my god, Black Ops One, great map. I mean, a portion of it's in Blackout, not all of it. But I, I brought this up too because isn't a portion of it in Firebase? Like they use the bunker kind of layout from Array and Blackout in Firebase when you get to the uh, main area. I think. Mm -hmm. so it's a bit of an array remake, so to speak. So I brought that. I thought that was funny. Uh, yeah, I agree. Slums, not my favorite map. It's been in Black Ops 2, 3, and 4, back-to-back-to-back. -to -back -to -back, so, yeah, I thought that was funny. There's no anti-cheat. Are you a sellout? <sighs> Facepalm to the extreme, bro. Facepalm. Are you a sellout? I mean, again, thank you, uh, great old. How's BO2 Remake and Year 2 Cold War confirmed? We talked about this already. Uh, we talked about this from uh, insiders who already came out confirming that apparently microtransactions are selling more in Cold War than Modern Warfare. So we're going to get a bigger year or two in this game compared to Modern Warfare. But in terms of what that entails is unknown. We'll talk more about that when more information becomes available. We already brought that up earlier in the podcast. Feel free to rewind it. Uh, there's no point in doing Battle Pass. What does that mean? It's just like there's no point. There's no point in grinding out the hundred tiers. Maybe I thought it was. There's no point in releasing them like as content, or or maybe you're right. Maybe it's no point in grinding them. There's cool tiers, weapons, uh, the new reactive skin for Jackal. I use it every day now. It's insane. I mean, what's up, man? What's up? <laughs> no I tell you, you're you're getting like five thousand, like easily, easily clearing like five to seven thousand COD points worth of 
the stuff in the battle passes now with especially with ultra ultra rarity operator skins and reactives and mastercrafts yeah very good i think it's fair very I think good. It's fair. um so they combine mule kick vulture aids and bandits bootleg into one perk <laughs> <laughs> What the hell is bandits bootleg? I mean, bandolier bandit? Is that what you meant? I like to say vulture aids with the, with the plural. You got aids from Yeah, they did combine those three perks. I'm like, I don't know what, I don't know what bootleg bandits are, but yeah, I think bandolier bandit is, is the uh, the right perk they merged here. Uh, LOL, straight cap. Mono Warfare still outperforms dog shit Cold War in stats, and more people even stream Mono Warfare on all platforms, so that's a lie. Nobody even plays Cold War anymore. So I'm going to bring this up. I put, a tweet out, I put a tweet out the other day about this. The problem with this argument about Twitch is, let's say a big streamer like Nick Merckx, Swag, anybody, let's say they go back and stream. Let, let's pretend Black Ops 4 has zero viewers on Twitch right now. Let's pretend it has zero viewers. What if one of those guys pops in, streams Black Ops 4, and gets 20,000 viewers, and it puts Black Ops 4 above Warzone, Black Ops Cold War? Does that tell you the other games are dead, or does that tell you that bigger streamers are playing that game right now? You know, you know what I mean? So that argument is already flawed. One person can sway those numbers. So how does Twitch and, and concurrent viewership tell you what game is more successful? That's one thing. The other thing is, since when has streamer and viewership dictated how successful a Call of Duty is? That's not how it worked back in the day. You know what I mean? So um, who's to speak or who's to say that, you know, that, that's what it looks like right now. Um, and we talked about stats. What stats? What stats do we have access to? None. All we have is Activision's award in their investors call. The Cold War is doing this, doing that. It's outperforming, you know? <laughs> so, uh, again, people that, what I don't get, people that don't like Cold War, I'm, I, you know, I'm not going to complain that you're watching me, but why are you watching me? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm covering Cold War. I mean, what, what, what do you expect on my channel, right? I'm covering Cold War. Um, this guy's accepting lack of content, like if he's trying hard to get sponsored by the devs. I mean, first off, you don't, you don't get sponsored by devs. You get sponsored by Activision. So I mean, <laughs> that's one thing. Uh, accepting lack of content. Where's the lack of content? I mean, you look at, I mean, unless you just play one mode in the game, maybe you can argue that. But I'm, if I play everything, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all right. I'm cool with what we're getting. So um, can I ask us to enjoy the game? <laughs> What's up with that, man? I, I don't know. Uh, I think I have some others I haven't read before. Let me see. I have some other... Um, let's see what else I have here. Any any other comments that that you could think of, Jari? That I there's even some tweets that I saw recently that I'm really scratching my head. Uh, you know, I actually do. Have, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I don't window capture this. I don't want their names to get out there on, on Twitter. That is, I got a few really interesting tweets the other day. I was like, wait, what? Um, let, let, let me pull this up real quick. What? It, wait, Raptor One looks like Dempsey. Is it just me? Huh? <laughs> If you watch this on YouTube, you just see the face palm right now from uh, from majority. I'm just like, dude, uh, Dempsey inve Dempsey invented white American males. Uh, apparently, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, what else is this here? I got I got some tweets. I got I got to pull this up, man. I, I was like, I was really scratching my head here. Um, plot twist: Eddie's already in Cold War. It's Raptor One. Mean? I mean, come on, the bleeding out comment. So Eddie, Rick talking invented invented bleeding out. On the field, I, I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm going through tweets right now. That are just, that, yeah, I, I'm going through shit right now. That I oh just, my god, uh, Eric in chat. Hey, what's, what's up, Eric? Eric, what's up, alert, Eric, alert. E Eric, 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 <laughs> buddy, Eric, man, Eric. We we, we hope this to. Game uh, isn't bad. Yeah, we, yeah. 
<laughs> uh, Eric, we want we want you and Cal to come on again as, as guests after Mount Toten gets solved, man. We'd love to talk more Next about week, the yeah. story, story implications, bro. That'd be that'd be fantastic. That'd be fantastic. Um, at the end, it looks like Rick Toffin, but I think it's Valentino. This is a dude. Go to 28 seconds in the video. Listen to what Kravchenko says about Rick Toffin. Where is this coming from? I'm not, again, 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 I'm, I'm not I'm not putting the, these tweets on screen so nobody gets you know harassed on Twitter. We also have uh, oh Ted is back. Where Ted invented oh. robots on fucking <laughs> you know what I mean? Ted invented robots with Klaus. Not I don't get that. Um, Hector, appreciate that man. Don't forget to stay hydrated. Really appreciate that, my guy. Really appreciate that. But um, oh, yeah, I, I'm going through tweets here that I, I just I, I scratched my head to man. I don't know what's going on. Let's do. We can do a victory lap about all the correct predictions, please. <laughs> we we will do that. We will do that. Because you guys were on a roll with the predictions for uh, Operation Excision, and, and man, that, that was something. Oh, actually, no, it was Inversia. Was it before Inversia? Yeah, both of them. Both of them. Yeah, both, no, both, both of them anyway. Yeah, both of them anyway. Yeah, they were on a roll. Yeah. Definitely on a roll with that. Actually insane. Oh, Modern Toten Aquino's power switch is nearly the same, so it's possible. Maybe with time passing and changes in the map. Bro, we've had the same power switch for like 10 years on all the maps. It's not just Kino. What are you talking about, man? You know, I see these these tweets and I'm like, what are you guys talking about? I mean, people talk about reaching and stretching ideas. I'm like, this is what that really is, right? <laughs> Not the videos. These goddamn tweets I see out there. I'm like, well, come on, man. Uh, but yeah, that about wraps things up for a short segment of who are these people. We'll try to get some more some more juicy ones to start off season two of our podcast next week with a bang. Luckily, we haven't had too much hate or too much cringe lately, but we've seen a few that had me really... Uh, Really uh, curious what the hell's going on with the community, right? Um, can't hear you over 50% of the player base enjoying it while you cry. Wait, who's he talking to? <laughs> what did I miss in chat here? He's, he's, I think he's talking to somebody that's that's complaining about Cold War. At living fast. Oh, Outbreak is poo-poo. Oh, I see what he's, he's replying to that. That's that's funny, bro. Oh, my God. Holy crap. Thank you, Phase Beast. Raptor Juan is Tacchio. Valentino is Eddie. Yeah, it's not Valentino. It's Valentino. <laughs> Valentino. Uh, Valentino's real name is revealed to be Valentino. I promise you. There you go. We, get, we, we, we will get a reveal in Val in Maruto. And Valentino is Eddie the whole time. Uh, face swapped with uh, with a woman to to stay stay in disguise. Like I said, man, when Crack Houston reveals Eddie, it, it'll it'll make sense. He'll he'll have waited to the right moment before doing it. Um, oh, so he, this guy's arguing. Fifty percent is enjoying round base. So I don't get what you're trying to prove. Where are those numbers from? Because. I'm pretty sure they said that the numbers were neck and neck, but the outbreak has exceeded expectations, has brought the player base to new lengths. You know what I mean? So it's uh, I definitely I definitely want to say with the free trials and the weekends they've done, outbreak has definitely uh, highly surprised Activision with, with with numbers for zombies. Man, very very interesting. Eddie's probably the director, right? I mean, that's a good guess. Is it going to be that obvious? Everybody's kind of guessing that. I mean, I, I think it's a strong theory. We'll, we'll end up seeing uh, revealed in a future match. Definitely, definitely the base. Definitely the base, definitely the base. I mean, what's it gonna? I mean, I guess my question: What's it gonna look like, right? If if Nolan North isn't returning, then I guess that means he's not look like Rick Toffin? Is that gonna piss people off though? See, this is the thing, right? Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. We want Eddie everywhere. Every single teaser, it's Eddie. And then when he comes out, everyone's gonna say, "Oh, I'm done. It's not. It's not Rick Toffin. It's not Nolan North." I promise you, that's gonna happen, bro. Take that to the take that to the bank. That will happen. People are not gonna be happy with the Eddie reveal. I, I guarantee you. I'm already seeing that. But <laughs> moving on to something that I found really spicy. Didn't expect this at all. Dean Lashina is apparently coming to COD Mobile. So I guess the first question is, where the hell is Transit and Nocturne and Toten in COD Mobile, which have been done for ages? But according to a new image or a new icon for COD Mobile, we get a, a really strange look at Richthofen with what looks like Dark Ether Jellyfish 
right behind them, but it almost strangely resembles the render that Lucas Weiss did for D-Machina quite a while ago. So did they reuse that render or the background of it? Did they kind of... I'm very curious. What, um, I know I know they didn't because if you look very closely, the necks are actually a little bit different um, on the zombies. They're just, a, they're just a tad bit different. It's very similar, nonetheless. Um, but I, I, I was asking around about it because I was confused about it. And... It, it's so it's so similar and it's only like one little thing that is different about it so may, maybe it was used as a basis right and um, they changed it yeah but they changed it just the smallest bit yeah uh i know he's dropped this in his video the other day i'm like yeah it looks like it's based off of lucas's render like you said though they might have kind yep. of started with that and then kind of uh went ahead and you know amplified it a bit changed it up here and there to make it look a little bit different. They don't like, want to get. They don't want to catch a lot. I mean, they can't catch a lawsuit anyway because it's their assets anyway. But they, they don't. They don't want to catch flack for. Uh, I mean, didn't they do this before? Didn't they take Lucas's uh, ghost render for a Modern Warfare bundle or something? I swear they did that before. <laughs> I think Eric pointed that out before too. That's kind of funny. Um, not 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 too sure on that one. But D Machina on COD Mobile. My big question is: Is Cold War that successful that they said, you know what? How do we bring in more players in the COD Mobile Zombies? Well, put in a Cold War map into COD Mobile Zombies. Is that their approach? Or is this something where they're like, you know what? We want to make sure that everything's interconnected, where people are playing the same experience, you know, on different platforms, being interested in the story, or whatever new story this COD Mobile version would have. Why is Richtoff in there? It's kind of confusing. Definitely not canon, obviously, but... This, awesome. is, this is what I'm thinking. So... In season, in season 3 Reloaded, we got the 80s action heroes, which was also a part of uh, COD Mobile as well. You know, you can yep. unlock those characters yep. in COD Mobile. Right. So I'm thinking season uh, season 4 Reloaded comes around, because we didn't know anything about that COD Mobile crossover event until literally the trailer dropped. For 80s so, action, yep, yep. That's yep. Right. So That's I'm right. thinking right now we're getting some type of uh, uh, COD Mobile, again, the COD Mobile crossover event with uh, with some zombies content that, for cool. season 4 that's Reloaded. Cool. I love the sound of that. Uh, but yeah, it was the You Ghost In sticker on COD messaging. That's really funny, man. Uh, thank you, Justin. He said, enjoying the podcast. Keep up the great work. I'm hesitant about COD 2021, mainly because it's going to be crowded winter holiday season for games. That I'd see, that's actually, that's a good point. Would you rather it be a bit dry? Because I, I feel like I see the same tweet every week where it's like, there's not enough games, no new games this year. Or would you rather have where there's too much to play where you don't know where to start? And you kind of have a good variety to choose from over the holidays. And then that means every weekend is something new to play. Every weekend when you have time off of work, you can just play anything you want. You have time to kind of balance everything out. But back to your point about D Machina, very good point. Maybe something is coming for zombies event-wise, season four reloaded or season five, which will connect to COD Mobile somehow. I mean, I'm down to play D Machina on mobile. That sounds badass. I don't know about you. Will it have the same Easter egg? Probably not. But just zombies on mobile. Zombies I on think. mobile. I mean, I, I covered it when it first dropped, and I'm like, all right, I'm 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 digging it, I'm digging it. And they didn't release any more maps after that. And I'm like, that wasn't the right approach, I think. You want people interested in COD Mobile, zombies, that is. Release more than Shinonuma. We played that map for 12 years. I mean, I had an Easter egg and whatnot, but that gets old after a while too, right? So Transit sitting there, Noct sitting there. Noct actually released to like a private alpha. I have gameplay of that on my channel. Um, so I'm optimistic about that. I'm curious, you know, what that'll entail. Um, Nika Dynamite, you madman. Wait, why am I mad? Am I, you saying I'm mad or am I a madman? <laughs> that, that, that can be one of two things. I saw that in chat real quick. Um, so yeah, I thought that was a little bit spicy information that the, the surface recently. Is that the icon on the app right now when you have it on your phone or iPad? Mm. Or is that just an icon that leaked for a future update? 
I have think you? it's leaked. I think it's leaked. I'm pretty yeah, I'm looking I, at do I have come mobile on my iPad, so let me see. It, it, oh I do. Leaked, I don't know. It's a ghost icon right now for me. So I guess that's maybe leaked for could be season five or who knows when uh they'll integrate that. I mean, maybe it won't be connected to the COD Cold War at all, or maybe it is. I mean, it could be like the eighties action heroes situation, like you mentioned. So that'll be spicy. Mm -hmm. Some uh, some more to do with with D Machina. Can't complain. I love D Machina. I'd love to see how they uh, incorporate that um, in a future update. And then a question: Will they do Firebase? Will, will they do a version of Outbreak on mobile one day? That's a good question too, right? Because they already have Battle Royale. Why not a bit of Outbreak True. with like you know wired down objectives or something? That's totally possible. I mean, do you think the future of of mobile Call of Duty is is brighter than ever? Or do you think it's kind of gonna you know fade away in the next few years? Or do you think they're gonna keep it strong with maybe cross platform gameplay too? If they do like a Warzone on mobile, like was rumored recently, you think that's gonna stay, you know, popular, or will that kind of or mobile gaming kind of just, eh, you know, fade away for Call of Duty a bit? Well, let's see. We're thinking about other successful mobile games, uh, successful shooter mobile games, PUBG Mobile, insanely successful. Is it still still this day though? Is PUBG Mobile still so hot? Or, or... I, I think I, I believe so, and I, and same thing as COD Mobile. It's still hot, and it's. And still continuing to stay hot because there's just, I don't know, I, the MTX might be just that good in it. Where because well, it is because you have to literally pay for everything if you want. Oh, I see, I like, see, I see. But, but then again, it's like it's kind of like what premium cods aren't doing. You you download the game for free, you get free content, but all cosmetics you have to pay for. With I mean, you can grind a small amount of them, but uh, I don't know. It's well, yeah. I definitely think it. I definitely think it is still really popular though. What I find interesting is that recently they confirmed that there will be bots in Battlefield multiplayer 2042. So when I think about mobile cross-platform gameplay for Call of Duty, I already see that being a really interesting problem where you'll be running into bots more often than not. So I'm wondering if that'll kind of uh, water down multiplayer coverage or even Warzone coverage, so to speak, in, in the YouTube scene because will there be much competition when you're running into people playing on an iPhone versus a scuff controller versus a PC I mean, I mean, was that even fun though? I mean, we haven't seen that before for Call of Duty. Was that is it even playable on an iPhone to go up against PC and scuff controllers in Warzone and multiplayer? Is that even remotely fun? For will that be fun? Will that be fair? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, with Fortnite, I, I could see that working out, but Call of Duty just works so much differently. I, I don't know if that if that'll help or hurt. Uh, the, the community but with, zombies cross-platform would be interesting on, on mobile though imagine hopping to get my outbreak and you got your buddy playing on an iphone from like the train and you're doing objectives together i mean I, I, that, that might take a while to engineer at some point that might be tough to, and complicated to, to work out but just imagine that you know cross cross-platform zombies is interesting you know you're in bed and you don't feel like going to your desk you just play a game of d machine real quick with your buddies so i guess the question too is when when cross-platform gameplay becomes a thing Will that be in COD Mobile or will there be a separate mobile Call of Duty experience that offers that? Can I just add that in an update to COD Mobile or is that too complicated? You know what I mean? So that's also a big question to be asking about the uh, future of the franchise. But I also have written down the subscription service rumor that has been going around. I know Charlie Intel, I'm on Warzone, covered this before. So what surfaced was the Call of Duty is looking into doing six-month and 12-month Battle Pass subscriptions. Um, I'm gonna try to pull up the tweet real quick if I could find it. I think it's I think Modern Warfare first tweeted about it. Or Modern Warfare, Modern Warzone. Keep keep uh, mixing that up. Modern Warzone. So I'm gonna put six months. Let's see if I can find the tweet here. It is right here. Got it. 
So the 12 month option would include a free Call of Duty title amongst other incentives. So how, how do you think that would be received though? If you pay, let's say 15 bucks, 20 bucks a month, which is, I mean, maybe it's cheaper than that. Maybe it's 10 bucks a month. Maybe they want to, are they competing with Disney plus here <laughs> or Netflix and, and Hulu and shit? Are, uh, what other, cause what other subscription service games are there right now that are popular? Assassin's Creed one got rumored the other day or confirmed, I think. Um, I think, uh, who's the developer behind it? My brain's, my brain's farting here. Who makes watchdogs in Assassin's Creed? Uh, Ubisoft. Ubisoft. There we go. Ubisoft. That got, I think, I think they got confirmed that they're looking at a subscription service for Assassin's Creed infinity, whatever the game's called. So. I think Activision may have had the inside scoop that other games are going to start doing it. And maybe they're like, hey, Call of Duty is more than fit to get that to get that working, right? So when I look at these rumors, I'm like, would people be more upset about this than they are with the bundle system right now? Because right now my issue is that you can't get any of the bundles for free. There's no way to earn anything for free bundle-wise. Like, oh, we get the COD points for free in the Battle Pass. Well, 1100 That's not enough to buy a 2400 pack. So if they end up adding in a currency where you can unlock bundles for free perfect i'm okay with the black ops 4 model where you can trade in your cases for items of your choice people are already complaining about microtransactions the bundles how would they feel about paying a monthly fee to play call of duty right do you think that would work well or do you think that's something that's very risky especially for our community that we have i mean what is the future for that um i know we talked about this on a previous podcast so i'll keep my answer short about it but yeah i think it'll be something that um people might disagree with when it starts because they would be so used to picking up their game at the start of the year and then just, you know, just playing it. But with, I know someone in chat, some, someone in chat said something about the, uh, the Fortnite crew stuff, which we haven't really seen a lot of subscription based things inside of games a lot, at least I, at least games I haven't played. Right. Um, so it'd be interesting to see one for Call of Duty, one of the biggest franchises in, in video game history. Uh, and see how they would do it. Whether it would be you would get you would get the battle pass for free. You would get some skins for free. You would get um, some COD points. Um, maybe even yeah. some. Uh, maybe even the game for free. You know, right, like wait right. you're subscribed. So I also you know. think not only is Assassin's Creed going to a live service model, but I think they also might look at GTA Online. They might have said, you know what, Activision wants to bank in on, on something like that. That I mean, imagine because think about this. GTA 5 dropped before Black Ops 2 did. Can you can you think about that for a second? How crazy is that to say? And, and it's... It, I mean, do I have to say anything about GTA? Like, how crazy is it still to this day? Um, it might be 2025 until we see GTA 6. So, is Activision maybe thinking the foreseeable future? They release a Call of Duty Online type of live service that just gets updated year after year after year with new campaigns, new zombie maps. Just keep that going as long as possible. Are they anticipating that can beat the yearly release. Maybe that can make more money in the long run than releasing game every single year. Maybe that's their plan. Maybe that's what they're looking at here. So that gets me interested. But I think another issue is, you know, people, how they, the way they look at free DLC now, I, we, I mentioned this before, we've already gone back to that debate of, should we go back to DLC packs, the map packs, or should we keep the battle pass and the free season updates? Uh, the fact we're already having that conversation has me thinking that if we went to a live service model at some point, people would probably be pissed with maybe less frequent updates. Cause I think that's kind of what I see maybe updates every month. Like we have now, but I think that gives Activision more room to not release as much content when you're paying a subscription service. Cause all the maps would be free. So 
technically you'd be paying for content with that with that fee. But if all the maps are free with that, even full campaigns, they might drop things less frequently. So that might piss people off more with the way that we have now with this whole debate of map packs versus the seasons. It might take some adjusting, but you know, I'm, I, like I said, I'm very curious what the future holds because Activision is known to respond to other franchises with adding battle royales, adding battle passes, seasons, now a live service model, a mobile experience. I mean... I would say it's only up from here for Call of Duty, but for the hardcore Vulcan majority, it might be a bit of a shift in, in how the series works. So I'm very curious. Now, ironically, Eric was in chat, but I brought up this quote that he always says about flipping burgers. <laughs> a segue into that topic here. Like I said earlier in the podcast, if you are making filler content during a Treyarch year, then I don't think the future is very bright for your content when it comes to Vanguard Infinity Ward, whatever they're offering Modern Warfare 2. I, I think uh, the age of traditional Call of Duty content is coming to an end. And if you aren't making money now, or if you aren't trying at least now to enjoy this new form of Call of Duty and the new form of content, then it's probably time to hang up the cape, hang up the headset, probably have something else to do. Because I, I don't see people that are having a hard time now figuring out their way in the next few years. People out there, I think, are really holding on so tight, trying so hard to find a way to scratch the nostalgic itch of Black Ops 3 in that era, but they're realizing that that time may be coming to an end, that that that, that era is gone. Um, <laughs> so when they say flipping burgers, I mean, look for a new career path or figure out a way to change your content where you're enjoying the game while covering what it's now being offered. I mean, uh, lead that discussion real quickly. How do you, How do you feel about you know, latching onto that nostalgia so bad where you can't move on from, from what once was. I mean, what do you think about that? Um, I mean, the comment about flipping burgers, I, I have like no place to, to talk about that in any sense because I am, I'm not uh, a content creator. I don't make videos. I just Fair. make, I just make thumbnails. So, um, and render stuff. So, uh, it wouldn't be really, I think it would be kind of out of pocket for me to even try and grasp, grasp what I think um, content creation is. When it, I goes for, it goes for designers too, though. If you're a designer not enjoying the game, needing people to give you ideas True. for renders, only asking for commissions, all you care about is money, you should probably flip some burgers as well. I think I think your time is up for uh, pretending you like Call of Duty art and whatnot. You know what I mean? Uh, not even to get into like down bad type of artwork where you're you know posting nudes and shit. That, that's a whole different conversation. But I just think no matter what form of content it is, even if it's videos, artwork, I mean, the first stage in the passion to making the content is playing the game. So if you're not playing True. the game, then I, I that's my take on that. But, you know, continue with what you're saying. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean like you said, I, I've never, um, like, with designing and stuff, I, I simply just started posting stuff I made. So I wanted to, I just wanted to, I wanted to post because I enjoyed the game. I love the game so much. I, forget, I, bought, a, I bought a whole new PC for this game. Um and I think it's worked out very, very good in my favor with um, all the things I've been able to achieve, which I'm very, very grateful for. But like you were saying about, uh, I mean, I'm, I had a very good idea, actually, but I seem to forgot it. So Lost train of thought. Yeah, we were, we, um, yeah. if I could refresh your memory, maybe it was, uh, hmm. I guess, the transition from not enjoying the game, not enjoying the content, making filler. And then what do you do? When, oh. when, when, the, when the next two games in a row are not Treyarch games, which typically don't have as much content as a Treyarch game does. But yeah, I'll no, go ahead. I feel like something I see a lot is when people 
people who don't like the game um, talk shit on it because they just they, because they just don't like the game. Um, and I think that's something that, especially if bigger content creators are doing it, when that could really hurt uh, community outlook uh, of of people that do read these comments of, from big creators, just because they don't like the game doesn't, doesn't even, the game could not even be bad, but just because they don't like the game, they just talk shit on it for for no reason, just because they they said they don't like it. So I think that's a that's a big problem facing. I think Black Ops Cold War right now as well. There's a lot of a lot of people that are uh, talking quite negatively about it when, like you said, there's going to be a huge change in content over the next two years for uh, World War II, Vanguard, and Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, I mean, being a full-time COD creator on YouTube at least, of course I want the best for Vanguard, Modern Warfare 2. I want the best for all the upcoming games so that content isn't, you know, a chore at some point where I'm like, damn, what do I post this week? What do I post today? Down bad on ideas, you know, growth sucks or views are down. We don't want, we don't want to see that. We want to see the best for everybody making quality content. But you talk about people that, I'm, I guess you could say are in denial. If they see, what I do understand though, is if you were making a living off of Call of Duty content and it was, it was hot, but then you just stop enjoying the game. I think the, the, the quality and the content reflects that. The, con the, the, the quality and the content will reflect how much you're actually invested in the game. So it's almost a downward spiral. Like, you know, first you start to get burned out of making the content. Second, you start enjoying the game less. Third, you get into other hobbies. Fourth, you know, your channel performs poorly. And then after a while, it's just like you're just holding on to what was once there. And then because of all of that negativity and that stress, you start to say that, oh, you know, it, it, uh, the game just sucks. The game just sucks. I'm like... Maybe, maybe it's not that the game sucks or even that you suck. Maybe it's just that you've grown up and you're tired of the game you've been playing for a decade. You know what I mean? And I think it's also just a common thing with human beings of not accepting change. So when, when we talk about free-to-play models, subscription services, you know, open-world zombies, you know, free updates, when you talk about that, that might not resonate well with you. And that's fine. You don't have to like it. You don't have to force yourself to like it. But don't pretend like continuing the same formula every single year was going to work forever because it wasn't. I mean... <laughs> you look at the same formula was done in Black Ops 4, if not more, compared to Black Ops 3 with map packs, mm -hmm. you know, lots of CGI marketing, mid-game cutscenes, very hard quest, and it didn't work. You understand what I'm saying? It didn't work for the community. It didn't yep. work for Activision. So clearly, sticking on the past ain't going to happen. They're going to have to change the formula, figure out a way to make it work. But with content creators, uh, you know, not enjoying COD now... Um, I think what it means to be a Call of Duty creator in the next few years will, will look very different from what it what it meant, you know, for a while. Um, news will always be there. I guess I'll always be here <laughs> unless I'm dead. But you look at guides. That, that I think that arrow's gone. That arrow's gone. I don't think guides are needed anymore for like zombies and whatnot. I think that that's kind of that's kind of been uh, squashed a bit because of the casual approach. Um, leaks. I mean, uh, oh no, go ahead. I was gonna say yeah, unless if you have like. I don't know, early gameplay or something to post for guides, then, you know. Right. There's that. And then you have, you know, maybe the, the the leak game is funny to me because if somebody out there is known for posting leaks, that again, that's always a, a, a walking thin ice scenario where no matter how reliable you are, that'll eventually come to an end where you get one thing wrong and then you're butchered. So I think that that even has come, has come to a, a halt because you have big Twitter accounts out there uh, 
who claim to be news sources and news sites who claim to have inside info posting just straight bullocks exporting all on Greyhound claiming to have information that has also butchered the leak game on YouTube with, with content. It's embarrassing. So I, I think, you know, the future of content is, is, is very, very different uh, for the Call of Duty scene. So I, I definitely see a big shift happening. And I predicted this before the game drive. I think Cold War is like the last two raw for a lot of people out there who may have been holding on, you know, the hardest they can to what they built on YouTube. If they're not enjoying the game now, I think I think this is the end. I think Cold War is like the end of an era for, for a lot of people out there. I mean, uh, unironically, I know Tim Hansen posted a video recently. I checked out a little bit of it. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched the first couple of minutes where he mentioned he's not quitting, but what he wanted to make clear was that he won't be doing zombies forever. The future of custom zombies isn't really that bright either. There's no custom support on any future Call of Duty's that we know of. So how long do you play BO3 for? Um, he isn't enjoying Cold War like that. Uh, Vanguard is unclear. It's a big question mark. Modern Warfare 2 after that. I mean, even if it has zombies, how good will it be? So people are tapping out. People are, are at least tapping out or preparing to tap out in the future. Uh, we've already seen in Cold War, you have channels who I won't name that came back into the scene after long breaks. Uh, posted when it was hot, when CPMs were up on YouTube, December and whatnot, and then disappeared again. And the, oh, outbreak sucks, outbreak sucks. You know what I mean? So th th that's, if we're, if we're seeing that now, it's like, I, I just don't see a future for those people in the upcoming upcoming releases. Um, but I, altogether, I, I definitely think, you know, you have people out there that even admit, you know, multimillionaires and whatnot, they were admitting like, oh, I missed when I had 100K concurrent viewers for the Easter extreme. So what do you miss? Do you miss harder hunts? Or do you miss more success because the community was different back then pre Fortnite era. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, I just hope we see the rise of, of newer creators that, that actually care about the goddamn game before anything else. I mean, a a any closing remarks for that before we, before we uh, move on from that topic? Um, no, I think you wrapped it up pretty well. I think, yeah, I think you covered pretty much everything. Yeah. Um, all together, though, I uh, it's like I said, I, I, I'd be lying to you if I if I said I wasn't I wasn't uh, a bit fearful about what Call of Duty content looks like in the next two years. Uh, doing it full time, you know, it's a gamble. Doing YouTube full time as it is, it doesn't matter how successful you are. I mean, a, a, a year a year can make a big difference. I mean, look at what we were doing a, a year ago compared to what we're doing now. Huge differences. I'm so excited for the future, but I'm also fearful that we get another modern warfare type season where it's just like what's going on i'm snoozing <laughs> you know what i mean so vanguard coming out it's like you mentioned off stream before vanguard is the game you probably should worry about the least compared to uh modern warfare 2 you know at least what it seems like right now uh but you know what i mean i i also i saw tweets and comments recently too they were like why are people put on pedestals for posting just negativity you know i, I won't name them but there's some pretty obvious names out there that Every video they post, it's like all they're saying is, why are you buying bundles? SVMM sucks. The game's dead. Franchise is dead. You're still making money off of it. So shouldn't you be thanking the franchise that you're making money off of right now? Talking about it? I mean, if you're using a default class in colder multiplayer using shit kill streaks, of course you're not going to play well, right? You don't know how to play the game. You haven't experimented enough with the multiplayer. You don't know what you're doing. So it's like, why do people... I mean, it's like, why am I even asking this? Why do people support content like that i mean we just want to watch somebody that at least likes the game they're talking about right i mean it, it, it's interesting but you know uh if the same person is sponsored by g2a that kind of tells you what kind of person they are on, on youtube right <laughs> what kind of what kind of business deals they're uh, they're entailing in, uh, in the youtube scene it's it's just, it blows my mind man it blows it's just i'm like why it, it, some people i just need some people have been done with the game 
a while ago and I just not tapped out yet. But uh, something I want to also uh, wrap up the podcast with is a topic that I know you missed out a bit on last week, but you want to touch mm-hmm. on a bit. What's up with the the Save the Kids crypto scam? I'm going to follow up a little bit tonight. I mean, I think jail time is possible, but will it happen? I I, I can't I can't say for certain, right? We're not we're not uh, legal experts here. But what was the first thing that came to your mind when you saw that not only was a pump and dump scheme happening in phase, but it happened where they were promising charitable funds for kids with cancer? I mean, what came to your mind with that? And the first question I, I thought of was why. Yeah. Just like in every single in every single way to justify that, there's no explanation to the why of like why would you do that? And that's why when I heard about it, I I, I saw the, the announcement go up on, on Face Clients Twitter and all their social medias and I read it. I'm like, uh what's going on here? Uh, I did a little bit of research and I'm like, wow. Uh, that is really bad, and uh, there's it's not even like allegations. It's like confirmed proof. They did this. They did that, and right. I can't even I can't even fathom. The, yeah, yeah, I guess it is what it is. I guess this is where I say, quote unquote, cancel culture makes more sense to me. Let's not talk. Let's not, not even talk about cancel culture. Let's talk, how about accountability culture? How about that? Let's hold people accountable sure. for just being straight scumbags. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and the reason that this, this is a big topic for me, at least, because, you know, I, as of right now, I'm involved in Zombies for Charity 3, which should be, I believe, the end of July, early August. I think it's, a, yeah, yeah, early, early August. Yeah, which I'm excited about. We did it last year, raised seven grand for charity or around, around seven grand for charity. Crazy to think about that smaller channels like us managed to pull that off. Um, beyond humble about that. Glad that we could have made a difference. Last year it was for St. Jude's. This year it is for a different connection entirely let me pull up exactly where it is going to i've i've forgotten where exactly that's going to it is going to be for a kid again at a kid again uh again great cause so when i hear the people out there are not only scamming with crypto but then lying about a charity to kids i'm i'm just oh man i mean sam and i talked about it last week i mean this is why <laughs> to me crypto is not the future at least not right now it's not only is it not viable yet but Unless they could find a way to regulate shit like this and and hold people accountable for these scams, I don't see crypto ever being something where it can work. I mean, obviously, even with the dollar, there's corruption, there's corrupt politicians, there's X, Y, Z. I mean, it's, you can't ever stop that. But with crypto specifically, it's it, the, the exploitation with with audiences when you're a content creator is unreal. I mean, where, where's where's the DK coin at, bro? We're gonna start it up, you know, next week. The decoin. The, the, the decoin. <laughs> All right, that sounds even cooler. The decoin. Uh, we're gonna start it up. We're gonna we're gonna blow it out proportion and then, and then pull out on day one. I mean, the craziest part to me was that they had the engineer of this coin change the rules to where instead of being able to pull out twenty percent every twenty four hours, you pull out twenty percent every five minutes. So they pull out one hundred percent in a matter of five minutes on day one when it blew up. So clearly the intentions were what they seemed, <laughs> pulling out everything on day one. So uh, f- from a financial standpoint, though, what are your honest thoughts on? These pump and dump schemes. Do you do you think they're never ending, or do you think regulation will ever pop out for for crypto one day? How do you, how do you feel about crypto as a whole? So, I'm I'm a I'm a big believer in investing. Um, I've done a lot of research into investing. Um, yeah, took in some classes on it. So I'm not saying, you know, investing is bad or whatever. But it's it, crypto in in this day and age is is a really scary thing at this point. You can make money on it. 
you can get lucky. Um, but as we saw with crypto, we had a whole bunch of people saying, oh, it's going to get the 100K by the end of the year, this, this, and that. And now it just it just keeps crashing. Um, it keeps crashing and crashing. I, I do believe in the future after all of these, I don't know, I don't know what solution there is to it, but after all of these yeah. kind of, after all of these uh, exploits get ironed out out of it, um, maybe it will be appealing to me. But right now, I just, I definitely don't think it's a, a way for me to uh, healthily invest my money with stuff going on like this. Yeah. Don't take that. Don't take that as financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor. That's just what I right, right, personally right. do with my money. Right. Um, we're so, not. Yeah. We're not uh, financial experts by any means. But just looking at how this is so, still so new, but how quickly greed has overtaken it. I mean, it just it just clouds my judgment about what crypto stands for. Um, I think overall too, it's it's just embarrassing because you know this is not another apocalypse. You know that right? This is capable of an apocalypse. If, if, if the press actually covered this more, if they said YouTubers scam charity, you know, pump and dump scheme, if the press mm -hmm. pushed this that hard, it'll be an apocalypse for YouTube. So people need to realize if you're doing content, you're making money on YouTube, this can affect the entire platform again. That's why it's always scary when somebody fucks up. You just want to hope that they didn't fuck up that bad to where the press and the media covers it extensively because then it was what happens, right? Advertisers pull out of YouTube, Pepsi pulls out of YouTube, Target, all the big brands pull out of YouTube, CPMs drop. You can get a million views in a month and make, you know, the equivalent as if you got, you know, a hundred thousand views. I mean, it, it's, YouTube, that's, why, that's why YouTube's scary. That's why YouTube's scary. And that's why, yeah, you want to have a backup plan. You want to have other, you know, sources of revenue and income. You want to have, you know, other investments out there, but you know, looking at stuff like this, it just, it, it embarrasses the term content creator. You know, I, I'm not a fan of the big word gamer. I mean, I, I don't know if you are, but I'm not a fan of that word. I think it just, I just, when I hear gamer, it just makes me feel like you're in, you're in your mom's basement, you know, uh, you know, maybe high school dropout, don't want to get a job. You're just playing games all day for no reason. You just do nothing with your life. When I hear the word gamer, that's what I think of. So I, you know, uh, <laughs> I would prefer content creator, but then you hear something like this and I'm like, fuck man. I mean, even content creators is, uh, is a term that's losing its value at this point. And you have people like this, you know, uh, scamming kids and whatnot. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a funny thing to talk about here. Um, you have anything else to add with, uh, <laughs> with the legality behind with this? The, I mean, is jail time warranted stuff. here? What do you, what do you think about this? I mean, like you said before, I'm not some legal expert. I have done like, uh, studies into law, but yeah, um, it's weird with crypto because there's not a lot of stuff like there's not a lot of laws binding to it at this point. At least I'm not, at least I'm, I'm not sure if there are, but like you have some people talking about um, like cer certain things with uh, taxes and stuff with crypto being able to avoid it. Like I, I read some articles on that and that's, that's, um, Yikes. <laughs> that's, that's yikes. That's yikes to you, think about. I'll tell you my prediction right now. In the next couple of weeks, even months, I think other creators were in on this scheme and, and were involved in other schemes that we don't even know about yet. And <sighs> all will come to the forefront. And not, again, knock on wood, no apocalypse on YouTube. But I think what this is going to do is that this will encourage more regulation around the world. But then the thing is, too, it's like it's another never-ending story. You, uh, you regulate this too much and it's pretty much just another dollar. And then, oh, they had more problems with that, blah, blah, blah. So how much can you regulate it? I mean, it, I think it's, it's a never-ending conversation. One of those like never-ending solution, you know, open sure. open border type fucking conversations where it's just like pros, cons, debates, you know, uh, arguments, toxicity. It's one of those things. It's like a, it's almost a never-ending issue here with how they how they resolve problems with this. Um, overall, though, man, uh, 
bit off topic, but dude, loving Loki. Black Widow just came out. Oh. MCU fans in chat. We got any MCU fans in chat? I mean, what a summer, dude. I mean, is, has it blown your mind that we're getting MCU content almost every month? Because we have Black Widow right now. Uh, Loki's about to finish. We're going to get What, what if, if. What If in mm-hmm. August. You have Shang-Chi, Eternals, then Spider-Man. Then you have Hawkeye. And Hawkeye probably is before some, one of those movies. But there's a lot coming up. So if anything, it almost worked in our favor that they delayed everything because of COVID. Now everything's kind of seem, you know, seamless, back to back to back to back. Uh, back-to-back projects and shit. So, hey, it's making the summer better. I'm playing the cod of my life, loving Cold War. Uh, we have the best fucking Marvel properties dropping in the next couple of months. I mean, there's so much to look forward to. So hopefully that this whole pandemic bullshit is, is uh, kind of past everybody's mind, is, is you know, is over in, in people's heads at least. Still stay safe, you know, do what you got to do. But at least we have a lot of great properties and, and, and films and games to look forward to. Like somebody said earlier, we have a holiday season of games that... Just keep you busy for a while. I mean, there's a lot coming up that she gets you, she gets you excited for uh, the end of 2021 and the beginning of 2022. But as we open up the podcast with what's ahead, we have a lot coming up. I mean, season two of the podcast, changing up, you know, some formats, thumbnails, some uh, segments. We have a stream revamp for myself for gameplay streams. You'll be seeing this on Sunday. I'll be streaming free-to-play Blackout, maybe a bit of Black Ops 4 multiplayer as well. I'm um, looking forward to that. And then we have Wednesday, my countdown stream as usual for Season 4 Reloaded, where we kind of just chill for a few hours, play the game, and then we'll obviously dive into Marototen first before anything else. And then maybe after we play as much as possible of the map, we'll hop into Rush and Multiplayer and, you know, Onslaught Rush, whatever the case is. Uh, in terms of the hunt, on Thursday afternoon is confirmed to start as usual at 12 p.m. Central. So, again, I'm always undecided on these. I'm like, if I have a squad that really wants to hunt badly, maybe I'll stream a hunt. But more than likely, I'll probably be... Uh, maybe keeping up with it, maybe posting a guide if I feel like it, seeing seeing where that works. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Guardians of the Galaxy game as well for Marvel content. Yeah, I mean, th- th- there's so much, man. I mean, in a perfect world, I would have Marvel Hub uh, with not only coverage of the TV shows and the movies, but even like the games as well, even though the Avengers game didn't do that well, but maybe Guardians would. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still looking at lots of ways to bring Marvel Hub back in a different way, um, expanding the content on this channel, maybe doing some shorts, so still looking at, you know, how that would work. My question for all of you in chat, though, which I'll ask again later, is what merch would you want to see on the channel? What direction of merch that isn't copyright protected would you want to see? What kind of designs? you want original designs? you want something that's COD meme related? you want, I mean, I'm looking at ways to bring merch out uh, even stronger than before. I did merch, you know, in the past, and I think it did pretty well for my channel size. Hoping to do more merch in the future. I know Fajardi and I've been brainstorming some shit lately, so hopefully this summer we get that we get that uh, we get that rolling, so that just get you know other opportunities opened up. And like I said earlier, we have Gamer Advantage sponsoring the channel. Thankfully, very soon I got that coming in the mail. So I leaked, yeah, leaked, yeah, leaked. I need a new pair of glasses anyway. So um, you will definitely be seeing uh, some Gamer Advantage promotion here on the channel. But yeah, any other any other last minute comments or topics that we have not addressed yet any donations i missed i think we went over all of them for the most part anything new on twitter as we've been streaming any new news rumors let me pull this up real quick we covered everything pretty well it was a pretty calm week honestly i mean we had a lot of marketing for a modern token and whatnot but um today's friday or tonight's friday so we're pretty much done with marketing for the main week but Saturdays sometimes do drop, you know, uh, a teaser or two so you never know maybe maybe something new tomorrow video tomorrow night Probably no marketing on Sunday, but I'll be live. And then Monday, we should be expecting quite a bit still. We have a Season 4 Reloaded blog post, roadmap, and probably a gameplay trailer showcasing all of that combined. Even a sit-down with Treyarch, 
They posted one back, I think, five months ago called Inside Firebase Z. So we're expecting an inside Modern Toten kind of going through some more gameplay, other things you may have missed, and kind of a discussion with the developers on uh, what's been going on. But, uh, yeah. How are you feeling about Reloaded, though? Do you think there's more surprises in store on the roadmap, or do you think what we know is coming is going to be it? I mean, what do you think about that? I think there, there might be a few little things, nothing too major. But um, I see someone in chat, uh, Mardi Gras, said uh, i care about marvel but the stream is about cod i just joined and he was talking about marvel i want to see the stuff about the new map um so we've been talking for the past like two hours i think almost now two and a half we'll, we covered that for we covered that in the start of the podcast we're just kind of wrapping up here now so I, I mean, if you want to you can go back and see what we said about that but yeah i like how we talked about marvel for like 35 seconds <laughs> this guy comes in right at that moment it's like oh the marvel <laughs> podcast now yeah you got yeah we're not talking about cod today it's a straight marvel again uh, it's a Call of Duty focused podcast, of course, but we're human beings too. We talk about other things that you know are, are relevant to this time. Again, spending a minute or two, big deal. It's not a topic on in the box. You know what I mean? If it was topic in the box, maybe maybe it'd be a, a bit a bit, uh, a bit uh, off off course here. But I brought up the uh, the save the kids crypto scam because I think you know in terms of content creation, it definitely relates pretty heavily to what's going on on YouTube right now. Um, and it's phase phase is Call of Duty, so. Phase yeah. Call of Duty. I mean, uh, as as much anymore, probably not. But I mean, they still do they still do COD, but now it's more uh, of a different approach here. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see how things go, though, Chad. Um, it's honestly been an honor to do this podcast. I was I was worried about doing one. Um, you know, many months ago, I was like, people show up for it. Would they care about it? You know, am I quote unquote big enough to do one? People will care. I, I'm blown away by by the reception to the podcast. You guys showing up every week really means the world to both of us. It's always been a dream to do one. We always have a lot to say. Sometimes sometimes what we have to say isn't suitable for a video or a gameplay stream. Sometimes it's better to rant and, you know, talk about things in this organized form over here in a podcast. And Bombcast has been uh, the podcast I hoped it would be. Thank you, Dan, for becoming a member. It really means the world. Thank you so much for that. And like I said, I'm curious uh, what new thumbnail format we will go with for season two. I mean, any rough ideas right now? I, I have a few that we'll talk about off stream, but um, anything come to mind right now that maybe you want to tease or something that you're... Uh, playing around with maybe some oh captain obvious appreciate you, <laughs> appreciate you upgrading to the premise much love captain obvious seriously the support means the world man you guys keep this channel going um cold war not only has been an enjoyable game for me to cover but the support you guys have shown me and both of us it's it's something that we both dreamed of having and seeing when we met in black ops 4 we're like bro one day we can achieve this we're gonna try to you know strive for that Let's hopefully build an audience of positive people that like the game. Let's actually play the game that we're talking about. I mean, this has been unreal to see. This has been unreal to see. So we're hoping this. We're hoping this is up from here. Hoping the momentum just you know continues with Vanguard and, and games beyond that. Yeah, going off that, um, what you just said. Um, if you if you guys want to, uh, you know, keep a close eye on Mr. T likes to play his channel. Over the next few days, um, I will be making some uh, thumbnails for him. So that's incredible. Um, I didn't talk. I didn't talk about that later in the pod or earlier in the podcast. But you know, since you brought up that, might as well, might as well uh, bring it up there. But new clients. Yeah, that's uh, yep. Big bless. Super grateful. And uh, yeah, cannot complain. Cannot complain, chat. But that's what wraps things up for episode fifteen and season one of Bombcast. Here, it's been an honor. Again, we're not having like a big delay or a, a gap until the next season, so to speak. I break it up in seasons just so that, you know, we keep things fresh every 13, 15 weeks. It's a thumbnail style segments, you know, keep things a bit different. Um, appreciate your kind words in the comments about videos and streams. Like I said, if you're new to the channel, feel free to drop a sub, turn notifications on, stay up to date with all the latest and greatest 
Call the News Information podcast every Friday, unless there's a tornado warning in Chicago, like there was two weeks ago, where I literally couldn't stream. Internet was dead. Um, gameplay streams almost every Sunday. I also drop a video almost every Sunday. Unless it's a holiday too. I usually do a gameplay stream every Sunday. Doing giveaways. I got more giveaways on the way. Probably this Sunday as well. Gifting in the item shop. Um, opportunity for open lobbies and then videos almost every single day, as well as countdown streams whenever a big DLC drops. But that about wraps things up. Thank you so much for all the support. It has been an honor, and we will see you guys in the next one.